Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. Cammy is low tier, everybody. Low that, tier. I don't. That doesn't check out. Today is May twenty third, twenty nineteen. We've got books, beers, uh, yep, and fun. That's right. Danny Mac. Hello. How's it going, buddy? Oh, man. So good. I'm just like so excited to see about, I don't know, what do you think? A solid 48 hours of nonstop Jerry this That's weekend. Right. That, that, is, that is right. So the, for those of you who don't know, we are going to be spending a lot of time together in uh, sunny St. Charles, Illinois. St. Charles. For a, a, a fighting game tournament. Um so that should be really fun. Combo breaker. Jared is going to compete. That's right. I'm a competitor. Against the masses. I'm a professional street fighter. He's a player. professional podcaster, a professional street fighter, and a professional street fighter player. That's right. That's a triple threat. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what they refer to that as. Yeah. In yeah. the biz. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between, this is another episode of Craft Comics. I'm your host, Jared Moore, and joining me is, as always, the unflappable, the unshakable, the unpleasable Danny Ooh. Mac himself. Ooh. Unpleasable. Uh, that was clever. Yeah, he's like he's like flexing. He's yeah, feeling flexing. pretty pretty yeah, good about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He liked the intro. It this did. is a weekly uh, comic book and craft beer podcast where we review some craft beers. We don't really review them. We just kind of talk about them. Uh, yeah. And then we do review the comic books that came out last week. These are the books that came out. I don't know. I want to say Wednesday. When last Wednesday, <laughs> the eighteenth, maybe. Okay, hey. so yesterday was the twenty second. It's Thursday today. With so, seven minus twenty two, fifteenth. I'm gonna say the fifteenth. These um, came out on the fifteenth. I think these didn't come out. The, oh yesterday. no, they came out yesterday, the twenty second. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, yeah, nope. There we go. That checks out for sure. These comics came out yesterday. This is yeah, crazy. So normally, yesterday. normally we we record this show on Sunday, but the past two weeks we've been doing this shit on Thursday. These Thursday night bangers. Yeah, we just can't. We just can't get away from one another. You know, we, we, get, we gotta, we're just clamoring. Just gotta, it's like, oh, we could do Sunday, but what if what if we did Thursday and Danny Mac picked up some spicy Portillo's oh, hat bags? Oh god, yeah. This is the second week that we've done Thursdays, and the second week that we've housed a couple. Yeah. Of spicy Portillo's hot dogs before oof, then. Oof, oof. So good. Yeah, it's a it's a good combination. It is it is pretty nice. And then what we've do what we've done is we settle down on the couch. Yep. We curl up next to my dog, my kitties, and we yep. read some comic books. It's actually a pretty fucking good time. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm except gonna for go. the dog part usually. Well, he's okay. You you <laughs> like to pet him. Yeah, I do. I do yeah. like to pet him. He's a soft boy. He had his ear all flipped like outside. You know how dogs sometimes get their ears yeah, flipped inside out? And you're like, inside out. You look so dumb. You look so dumb. How do you not know how dumb dummy. you look, you dumb uh, dummy? You got him. You and you told him. You dumb dummy. You told him that to his face. Uh, before we bust into the beers and the books, you know, the real meat and potatoes, as it were, of the show, I always like to ask my good friend, Dan, how the fuck he's been. What you been up to? You've been playing any video games? You've been reading any shit that's not comics? You seen any movies? Fill me in. You know, I did see a movie, John Wick 3. Okay. Highly recommended. That's the one where um, uh, Keanu Reeves shoots a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I'm he done. finds very creative ways to kill a lot of people. And that's what the entire franchise is built on, which I appreciate. You know, they just get away with all of the... They get rid of all the nasty plot, the all of that stuff, and just get straight to the good Keanu literally shoving books down people's throats until it breaks their necks you, you know? know you know what i was super into a movie that's kind of like that um or a series that's kind of like that is the jason Bourne trilogy 
I know I know it sounds stupid, but in terms of like like okay, you got you got Matt Damon. You want you want to say it? Do you want to do it? You want to do the thing? Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> you got thing? it. You got okay, it. I saw okay. I saw the I saw the confusion that gave way to like knowing <laughs> to and you were like Matt Damon. to meme knowledge. Meme meme knowledge. Yeah. Um. Yes. So for me. Like, uh, do you actually like those movies? Dude, or I fucking love. No, I, I'm not memeing. Like, I like the board movies. What about oh, the new one? I don't. I haven't seen the new one. But like the original bad. one, two, and three. Yeah. What's really cool about them is like whatever about the plot, but like yeah. the action sequences are super good because they're like, they really like to me feel like what happened if like two ultra trained secret agents yeah. were like after one another, which is like. Like fifteen minutes of chase, yeah, and then the actual fight sequence is thirty seconds, yeah. You know what I mean? Because but it's like it's like this really super like the they're both like kind of this is cat and mouse game, cat and mouse game until one jumps on the other one to yeah. try to get like an advantage, and then it's just like super fast yeah. shit and like people stabbing each other through the hands with pencils, like yeah. whatever. They can, I'm like that's fucking sick. Yeah, that's true. I do have a couple gripes. Tell me about the gripes that you have with Matt Damon's <laughs> version of uh, Jason Bourne. So, uh, John Wick, to me, fixes all of the problems I have with all the Bourne movies, but really all action movies, just in okay. general. It's like, basically what they do, the thing I hate about the Bourne movies is that it's all just quick cuts zoomed in. You can't see what the fuck is happening. It's just quick cut, quick cut, shoo, shoo, just people's arms shooting all over the place. It's like, yeah, occasionally you can tell what's going on because someone like reels back and has a pencil in their hand, but most of the time it's just like flashes and quick cuts. And John Wick just kind of like zooms out. It just has very intensely choreographed... Um, it's It's like... I like to describe it as like a new age kung fu movie. Uh-huh. It's like old school, like Bruce Lee movies. If Bruce Lee was a fifty year old Keanu Reeves and also shot people to death pretty frequently. Cool. So I, I like the whole like it's. I think it's directed by a guy who started directing uh, either like action scenes or he's a stunt coordinator. That's what he was. Doesn't Keanu do all of his stunts for John Wick? I don't know about all of them. I know he does a good amount. Cause... I remember. I feel like I remember seeing like the. The training for him where he was yeah. doing some of the stuff with like the the live rounds or yeah. things like that i'm like well he has to do a lot of it because like, like, because scary. the cinematography like i said it's like it's zoomed it's like out a one cut thing and you can see everything yeah it's not like yeah not totally but kind of yeah it's it's minimal cuts and like a broad um i don't know field of vision or whatever That's... so you can tell that it like it's him doing yeah. it for at least almost all the stuff unless they cg'd it yeah, that's true. Unless they see Jeep Cam. You know, those long cuts, that's the way that they used to do it on the moving picture shows. Yeah, on the old moving picture shows. The old moving, yeah, get your face on this slab, I'll make you into a star, <laughs> Keanu. You but can yeah. shoot a gun, I can make you a star. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, so I really enjoyed that, and then I also watched uh, the first episode of HBO's Chernobyl, and that was very depressing and scary. I've heard that that's a scary show. Like, it's like a bureaucratic scary. Yeah. Where it's yeah, like people yeah. in charge fucking up or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. that, and then also, like, radiation poisoning scary. Yeah, radiation poisoning sucks. It's, it's all fun and games in the Immortal Hulk, you know? He's like, yeah. ooh, I got cool powers, time to save the world, right? That's Immortal Hulk. But he can't die, like, this guy picks up, like, a giant piece of nuclear-radiated graphite. Without realizing it? Without realizing it, because no one thought that there was any radiation at the time, and then... He's like, oh, what's this? And then, like, ten minutes later, his hand is just fucking open sores and bleeding all over the place. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to die so slowly and painfully. Yeah, that shit is insidious, right? What? A, yeah. what a, I remember, um, did you read some of the early issues of uh, Immortal Hulk? 
Uh, I think so. Did you read the one about the walking ghosts? Yeah, that's yeah. what that reminds me. Yeah, of. Once totally. you once you've you, once you've administered a, a lethal dose of radiation, you mm-hmm. like you're dead. Yeah, but you're still alive for like four days. Yeah, as your body just like slowly decomposes from the inside. From the inside. That's Ugh. yeah. So you're, you're like literally. That's got to be like the most fucked up like worst way to die ever yeah i mean there's probably other worst ways to die but like that's up there for sure up there for me that's probably i mean right now it's number one obviously because i just watched that yeah show but like you know what i i'm gonna pass on radiation poisoning yeah hard pass that's the hardest of passes when i was just watching that show all all i was thinking is like oh my god i would like i would kill myself instantly like right now when you are bleeding out sir just just end it it's not gonna get better it's not gonna yeah you're not gonna turn this one around you know maybe they have an (laughs) anti-radiation serum it's like fallout what is it uh radaway yeah radaway yeah, just yeah. Hook, hook me up with that shit mm-hmm. what have you been doing jerry i have been not practicing for combo breaker i haven't played a fighting game in over two <laughs> weeks uh so Perfect. my my t- my tournament prospects are looking minty fresh <laughs> uh I, Perfect. In, in all seriousness uh i do think that i'm gonna warm up street fighter like obviously before my pool is on friday just play yeah. some play some games probably get washed a few times but yeah by me yeah, by you. Every every time I pick the game up, I'm like, oh god, I'm so rusty. But the rust shakes off pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've noticed that too. And I guess last time my gap was only a couple months, so now I haven't played it in like almost a year. So we'll see. Yeah, but, that gap might be. Yeah, um, but, but I, I don't have to it. play. I haven't you played do. it seriously in like a year either yeah. since last combat breaker. I was like really grinding. You yeah, know? yeah. But on the same token, because I haven't been playing so much, like the. Um, the pressure is not there as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can kind of, I feel like more relaxed. I feel more relaxed. And I feel like I, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like shake off the rust, you know, get, you know, get my confirms nice and crispy mm-hmm. and then just roll up, not giving a fucking probably just stunt on at least one person <laughs> because they're going to be like tournament nerves, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I just don't, I'm like, I'm going to be like, you know, a quarter bottle of dickle deep and just like <laughs> dickle deep. I got to write that one down. Oh yeah. And then dickle you, is a type of whiskey for those. <laughs> Yeah, Wondering what. we so we went to Combo Breaker a couple years ago, just yeah. me, me and Dan, uh, and we got a bottle of George Dickel, and that shit devolved real quick. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, you say the name enough, and then you keep saying it when you're drunk, it's just gonna devolve into some like low tier memes. Yeah, just I, low tier, low tier to in you, the best way. Low, they're they're low tier IRL, high but high tier, tier in, in my, my heart. heart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Besides that, I've just been doing the usual Fortnite, um, Final Fantasy fourteen, memeing around. I'm trying yep. to think if I've been I've been watching some more uh The Flash. Oh yeah, yeah. What uh, uh season are you on? We're on season four, which is the last one on Netflix, which is very sad. Oh, I mean. bummer. Very sad. I hear people really like that show. I hear the new seasons aren't as good according just to ratings. I don't know yeah. anyone who's actually watched them, but I hear people like that show. I like out of the CW DC shows. That's consistently one of the better ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that one in Arrow, but like, no, I people fucking hate Arrow. Arrow lost the plot like a billion years ago. I really? Hear. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I just know that it's like one of the consistently best rated. I guess. Yeah. Which there is was weird. a so like after Arrow season four, I think it was uh-huh. like the fans had had so much. Did they did they shit. write a petition? No, it, it's actually much better than that. They so like the Arrow subreddit. Um, after season four, I think it became a subreddit for a totally different show, and I can't remember what that show was. But it like it, it just changed. Became, yeah, it's like all right, our Arrow is now a you know like Supergirl or something appreciation. Oh, okay, that's subreddit funny. or something. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I like I like Flash a lot and Supergirl. Um, haven't yeah. really watched DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. Not, I've only seen a little bit. But. I'm not super into Arrow. I just don't like how like edgy, lordy, fucking that's... Oliver Quinn is. I'm like, that's he's not Batman, guys. Just because he's yeah. like he's like if you turn him to like a gritty, yeah, dude, he he is literally Batman. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. He's like a billionaire who fights crime, who's a normal dude, and yep. just has it's like. You're Batman at yeah. that point, so what's, yep, what's totally. I think that's what they wanted, though. They wanted like a <laughs> we want the Batman. We want the Batman, but we don't want to pay royalties to get Batman. Is that how that works? You get you have to pay royalties per superhero. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, well, or, at least, or either that, or they won't let them make the show at all. I'm gonna guess that. I'm gonna guess that DC that DC is like, yeah, you can have our like Supergirl. Yeah, you can have Supergirl. You can have Arrow. You can have the the Flash is like. That's the one that throws me a fucking loop, though, because, like, the Flash is, he's like, kind of a high-tier hero. Right, and he's yeah. in Justice League, the movies, but, like, has a different actor, and it's yeah. like, what are you guys... That's just one of those things where just, like, what the fuck is DC creative doing? They, yeah. I don't think they know. They're like, whoa, just throwing shit at the yeah, wall and seeing what shit sticks. at the wall, exactly. The fla- you got the Flash, you got the Flash, you got the Arrow... Uh, you guys like bat... You guys like <laughs> bad people, you just Batwoman. Batwoman, Batgirl, you got your bats... Yeah, I, I think it's just like I think if maybe if there was a more successful version of the Flash in cinemas, then they wouldn't do the TV Flash. But yeah. Because both of them are in such a state of like, yeah, whatever. They're both kind of you know, <laughs> the Flash TV show is probably more popular than the fucking Justice League movies. Well, so. yeah, and because like the Flash has such a minimal part and he doesn't have a solo movie, that's just one of those things where right. it's like. What are you doing making a Justice League movie when you haven't had an Aquaman movie, when you haven't had a fucking Flash movie? Like, yeah. well, actually, what are you doing? The Flash movie was supposed to come out, like, this year. Um, maybe but, even last year. But it was in development hell. It still is in development hell. They've had, oh, no. they've gone through three directors. Oh, no. And then, like, the star... Um, oh, Ezra? Shit. Yeah, Ezra I always want to call him Ezra Koenig, but I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> the guy from Vampire Weekend. Oh, okay. Yep, I, yeah. I don't know the name. But, uh, yeah, Ezra Miller was, like, not pleased with the script and... Yeah, no shit, because it probably sucked. Yeah, it probably sucked. So He was probably, like, reading it and being like, you guys, what are you doing? How do you keep <laughs> fucking this up so bad? Yeah, so there's still a Flash movie in the works, but uh, it doesn't... I, I don't think it has a script, and it'll probably never be made, honestly. Bummer. Yeah, kinda. I mean, uh, honestly, it might be best. I love Ezra Miller, but it might be best if they just start with a fresh face untethered just, to like the <laughs> bullshit justice league just fucking kill it at this point yeah, yeah. Just, Ezra, just by the down. way ezra koenig is the singer of vampire weekend nice. so nice i was correct good google in i was correct as usual yeah yeah that's it i'm, I'm pulling up i'm right now if you guys can um if you guys want to just tune in here me and danny mack are sitting in my basement I've got Facebook up, but I don't want it up. I want to get my podcast format up because I need to remember what we're going to talk about next. You sure do. There it is. We know. I know now. It's the you beer. Know. It's the beer. It's the beer. How could the I have forgotten? Same thing it is every week. Same thing <laughs> it is every week, but you know the, the beers aren't the same as every week. That's true. And speaking of not the same, we have a beer that we have not tried. Wow. It is a meme beer. Not as meme as last week, but maybe more meme depending on it's how a, you a, look at it's it. It's not a literal meme, but it's yes. a meme. If, if a beer was a meme, this beer would be a this meme. This would be This it. would be a meme. Yeah, this yeah, would yeah. be a meme. This is 
Three Floyds, Zombie Dust. Whoa, you guys got Zombie Dust? dust. Holy shit, I heard you have to pay like a thumb for that beer. Yeah, apparently now it only costs 12 bucks and they have it year round. Well, way to fucking sell out Three Floyds. (laughs) Is it Three Floyds? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Three Floyds. Way to sell out, guys. So I'm glad that they did this, but uh, we've kind of railed on this beer and beers kind of what? like it in the past no because it's it's the whole artificial hype thing it's like they made it scarce for a long time they made it a seasonal thing even though there was no reason to and then they used that to charge absurd prices for it so like this is an ipa it's not even a double ipa it's like a regular it's just IPA. a regular ipa and they would come out with this seasonally and i don't know charge a bunch of money for it It would become like yeah. a huge collector's thing and, and then like, people would be like and i remember like one of the guys that i used to work with be like have you ever had three floyd zombie dust i was yeah. like uh what is it and he's like it's a, it's a it's an ipa from three floyds and you're like why are you whispering yeah why are you whispering to me sir and he was just i i, I got a bottle dude i got a bottle of it like it was like this I'll, like I'll sell it to you for 50 dollars yeah, and a thumb yeah and it's just like it's just weird to me i was yeah. just like why why there's like so many all, all ipas taste the same yeah yeah and like it's you know some ipas are I don't know if all IPAs. I got same. him on that. I could yeah. see you being like re- begrudgingly being like, "Oh God, I have to go oh, with this God, bit because I'm a podcast." I have to say, "No, I can't go with Fuck this." You, bit. Fuck you, Jarrett. Yeah, I don't know. A, a lot of IPAs are the same for sure. But yep. as uh, well, I don't know when we tried that uh, Bell's Hop Slam, right there. Hops? Yeah, Hop Slam. Sure. That was the Bell's seasonal one that has no reason to be seasonal. The reason and for that the one season. we really liked. Yeah, it was we good. We thought it was like perfectly balanced. So there, uh-huh. there are tiers. Uh-huh. So uh, with that said, oh yeah, also we should mention, we didn't know, but the uh, label design is by who, Jarrett? Tim Seeley, who's Tim a comic Seeley, book artist comic and book artist. writer. He wrote um, Nightwing issues 1 through 34 of the DC Rebirth saga. Nice. There's some other stuff too. Transformers versus versus GI Joe. GI Joe. Yeah, I sure. saw that on his yeah. wiki page. Yeah, that's that's, that's like cool. every like every like fucking like eight year old's dream is to write that comic. Yeah, I think. yeah. So uh, yeah, now I like this beer a little more now that they stopped doing the whole oh. artificial hype thing. I thought you were gonna say you like this beer a little more than you did in 2015, in which Dan <laughs> rated this beer a 4.75 yeah. beer bottles on out my, of five. On my untapped app. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking I, it up. Can we read your review? I don't think I... You just rated I it? I think you, I just rated oh, it. Oh, damn it. I, I want so desperately well, to like... the mouthfeel is very, very well-balanced and pronounced. Very uh, full. Notes of, of, of hop. <laughs> 2015, 2015, Dan didn't even know Donald Trump was going to be president. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like so wide-eyed idiot. and bright-eyed and full of optimism. He was just like, Barack Obama's president. Everything's good. Now that ever that reality's crushed me back down to size, I'm yep. ready to reevaluate this beer. And <laughs> I was gonna say, are you reevaluating it or not? Are we leaving that hanging? We can talk about it. Uh, do yeah. We, what do you What do, do you think about it first? Um, it is good. It's a IPA that has definitely like the um the thing about IPAs is they're like super bitter, usually super bitter yep. and, and hoppy flavor, but like that's cut by um kind of like a sweetness, like a yeah. caramely sweetness. And this one's definitely high in the sweetness for me. Yeah, I like agree. It, it hangs on like there's like almost like a like a syrupy sort of a cloying sweetness, cloying sweetness that really. Ha- Nice fucking verbiage, dude. Yeah, we should yeah, write that on yeah, your untapped yeah. review. There's a there's a cloying sweetness that really clings to your like mouth a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, I kind of find it a little bit distracting. Like, yeah, it's not there when you drink it, but it, it's there afterwards, yeah. and it just sort of hangs on. Yeah, I I kind of yeah that part I think is 
fine. I like that it's a little sweeter, honestly, because I think it balances the more bitter hop flavors a little better. It's not as good as Hop Slam. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not as perfectly balanced as Hop Slam. Not as perfectly balanced. And you know what? It doesn't taste a goddamn thing like zombie dust. What, yeah. Why is this called zombie? We've had zombie dust. Yeah. How many How many IPAs does Three Floyds have? Uh, a, lot. a lot, right? I That's like their thing. To me, they... Yeah, they to me are kind of like Surly, where like regardless of what beer they say it is, it's an IPA. Yeah. And it's like one of those things usually where... Usually overhopped. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually just made one beer and put it in like 16 <laughs> different cans and everyone was yeah. like, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Suckers. I, I could see this. Uh, we're the fucking marks, dude. Yeah. We're, with this podcast, we're the marks. We're... <laughs> We're the woke, the woke. Pod. No, we're the marks. We're the ones who are like buying all these the same beers. It's actually I mean, like Budweiser just brewing four different beers and yeah. pumping them full of a bunch of different craft beer cans. That's true. Which is, oh, this one tastes so much better. Wow. That's some Illuminati shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but we don't pick up three Floyds that often. No, we really don't. That's I true. think it's, we might have had one other. You know, I'm actually surprised that we don't have any of the, um, the arty four pack 16 ounces. Or did you get one this week? Uh, yeah, we do have, we do have one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that don't was worry. close. Those one. are worried. coming up next. Coming up shortly. Um, uh, but yeah, I do think this is pretty good. It's not anything I would go out of my way for yeah. probably. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I like it. It's I can't decent. fully hate on it. It's no, a, it's a good beer. Nice to sip on. Mm hmm. Uh, so do you have any last things to say about zombie dust? I don't. We finished our bottles already. We did. We finished that, but we have been we have been drinking it a little bit early, you know, so yep. we get nice and loosey goosey, yep. nice and sauced up for the for the exactly. folks at home. Exactly. So um, we'll take a little beer break, not a real break in the podcast sense, but uh, correct. We'll stop drinking for a bit and talk about some comic books, right? That's right. We're uh, we're gonna get to the meat of this here comic book podcast where we actually talk about books. Yeah. That's right. That's books What's that came out first? yesterday. Wait, I got to give a spoiler warning, oh, Dan. Okay. okay. You can't just jump into this without a spoiler warning. You were like pausing like you wanted me to like hop in there. And nah, it's just because I'm, you know, I'm just really kind of a little, I'm just wandering about right now in my own, <laughs> in my own little brain, just kind of having a good time. You know, right. I'm, I got a, I got a couple as long beers. As you're having a good time. We're, we're a couple beers deep. Dan brought his Hefeweizen that he made. Uh, yeah. And then we drank the zombie dust. So I'm just kind of, I'm just chilling, <laughs> B. Like we're, we're, yeah. we're having a good time. All right. All right However, all right, we all should all right. probably keep this podcast moving along yep. because. For uh, the viewers. For the viewers. We don't want you, we don't want to just like, just babble about nonsense yeah. for two hours. Exactly. We want to babble about nonsense specified specific to, yeah yeah because comic, comic books, books are nonsense make yes. no mistake so yes. before we dive into that this is your spoiler warning this is a review show we're going to spoil the shit out of these books and it's nothing personal baby it's just the way that it is that's just, just the, the way, way of the world it's the way the world and the way that the cookie crumbles ultimately so that was your spoiler warning from here on out we cannot be held responsible for any of this shit yep that gets spoiled for you if you yep. want to read them just go home, just go read them and then come back. This Pause isn't them. this isn't your Game of Thrones group chat. We're not we're going to warn you first. We are going to warn you first. Oh shit, that's right. You did get spoiled <laughs> on our group chat, didn't you? Yeah, fucking Mike's spoiled. Mike, but yeah. I, I think I saw it coming anyway, so it's all good. Plus that show is kind of Oh, uh, you should have seen it coming because uh she wasn't even upset. In, in episode, she, blah, blah, blah. she she wasn't even upset when her rapist abusive brother was murdered in front of her. She was happy. <laughs> so that makes her crazy, Dan. Yeah, okay, whatever. We're not going to This isn't a Game of Thrones cast. This is yep. a fucking comics book cast. So, so let's so. talk about Amazing Spo- yep. Nightcrawler number 4. Yeah, so with the spoiler warning out of the way, we're ready to talk about Amazing Nightcrawler number four. This yes. is an Age of X-Men book. This is written by Shauna McGuire with art 
by Juan Flegieri. These are hard. The Marvel yeah, ones are hard this are week, so apologize in advance. Donald Sanchez, Almara on colors, and Travis Lanham on letters. Dan, would you like to do the honors of busting us through this first issue of the Amazing sure. Nightcrawler? So, yeah, we haven't pulled this one before. No, so. but we fit, it, it, like, re, it didn't read confusingly at all. Not totally, no. I, I was... You were a little lost because you were like, why is he an actor? I don't know the backstory. Well, and also I wasn't positive for a while if that uh, little girl that he sees is his daughter. I think we're not we're not supposed to know yet, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to know. He he doesn't know. Okay. Remember, because in this world, you're not allowed to bone. Right. Because and his brain got wiped a lot. But yeah, so Nightcrawler in this uh, Age of X-Men universe, that Uh is the uh, event where all of the world is habitated by x-men mutants and uh there are no people no normies yeah no normies to like gussy things up um and And nightcrawler (laughs) is like a like a superhero actor it looks like who yeah uh, he's also on the x-men yeah so he like helps appease the masses through scripted Super heroic events. Ah, uh, yes, the opiate of the mashes. mashes. Yep, mashes. <laughs> yeah, the mashes. But uh, in one of his scripted events, um, it looks like the cuckoos attack him, or who attacks him? I don't know. It seems like there's a fight, and it's some. The, there's a fight. There's and a it's... fight that's not supposed to happen. Right, but then they play it off. They, they play, play it off like it was like a like it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Right. And there's this entire time where he's like having this like internal monologue where he's like the smart one, which is kind of funny because he's like. Oh, these people, we gave them something to fight yeah. for. You know, oh, we, you know, they're cheering, but of course we made a, per- a world so perfect that they can cheer. But then, like, this yeah. dude has no fucking has idea. no idea what's yeah. going on. And right. then at the end of the comic, they're like, oh, yeah, we've wiped your mind a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> if this happens again, like, you're in some deep shit, you're my friend. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, he talks to the cuckoos and is dating one of them. Is that what you said? I missed that. No, he's not dating one of the cuckoos. Oh, okay. He's dating. Who's he dating? He's he just yeah. You got confused because he's dating a blonde lady, but she's got like elf ears, dude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But she does turn into his mom at one point because she's an <laughs> empath. So there's some yeah. like Freudian shit going on here. Yeah, yeah. This is a horny book, Dan. Yeah. So he starts seeing like this little nightcrawler girl spawn, assumedly his daughter. Yeah. He doesn't just start seeing her; she exists, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, but you know he he's looking for her and she disappears after the fight. So he's going after her and then mystique kind of inhabits one of the cuckoo's telepath's body and no it's the it's his girlfriend's body his girlfriend's that, body that he, and she doesn't inhabit her she just like she's empathic so his girlfriend's empathic you were confused by this you poor, I was confused you by poor this. wretched soul uh she's empathic so she sensed she was empathic towards him and what he needed, and for some Showing reason, what he, he needed was his see. girlfriend to turn into his mom. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This yeah. is a weird book. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's what happened. So he, she is empathic, and so she felt like she sensed a deep need within him to see his mother. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and I don't exactly know why. But at the very end, the cuckoos show up and are basically like, "Yo, um, shit, I hate to break it to you. Well, one of them went with him, right? Right." And broke uh, from her sister. His sister didn't want her to go with him, but she did. I wonder if that's because the other... Now, now that I think about it, it's... So, the the other one went with Nightcrawler, presumably to help him. And then the sister was like, don't go. Yeah. Like, we don't want to do this. And she's like, no, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And you think it's because she wants to help, but I'm wondering if she's, like, the more, like, nasty Hard one. Ass, yeah. Right, yeah. She went there to go. Well, yeah, it sounds like... So, they say, I hope you understand that this will have to be the last time. And I suit. 
I take that to mean like the last time that like they're gonna mind wipe sees him. the light and so now yeah they're either going to mind wipe him one more time or just kill him or something like yeah that. i think that i think that he's on his last straw now yeah so they're gonna mind wipe him one last time like beast and... boy last week right beast boy yeah it's anal <laughs> dan uh what would you give um age of x-men amazing nightcrawlies number quattro um i don't know it's like i feel bad reviewing it because most of it yeah it's just it the, does the fault i had was just Major what's confusion. happening what's yeah, going on exactly. i don't know what's happening so i mean i thought it was i thought it was decent. i thought I it know. fit pretty nicely in the age of x-man um sort of shit continuity continuity if mm-hmm. you will if you would humor me for just a moment dan let me tell you no Every i moment. i thought it fit nicely in and i didn't i wasn't confused at all i mean a little bit i was like wait nightcrawler is an actor okay i guess that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. whatever i'll just roll with it but mm-hmm I liked so, it. Yeah, I thought it was decent, but me gives it. Didn't, it, it didn't me like gives it three point five. Yeah, same three point five. Maybe. Moving on. Next up, and this is the last Marvel book for this week. We only actually had two. Very light on the Marvel, very heavy on the Dissa. For the last couple weeks, actually, I think. I don't know what's been going on. Well, War of the Realms has been going on. Yeah, are you sure? I thought we had like four and four last week. It doesn't matter. Um. But I think I, it was lighter on there. I think it was. Lighter it might. It might have been still. a little bit lighter. Who have... knows? Run the roll the tape. Roll that tape. Send baby. send the corrections to www.jarrettmore. Wait, <laughs> at gmail.com. I don't. I fuck that. How do you do emails? It's fine. We've got Venom number fourteen, written by Colin Bunn with what a name. With art by Aben Coelho, uh, Andres Mosa on colors and letters by. Clayton Cowles. I'll take a stab at this one. This is a War of the Realms tie-in where Venom has been separated. The symbiote Venom has been separated from Eddie Brock, the host. Yeah. He was granted a Venom suit of powers for plot reasons. Yeah. Uh, presumably because they had been going in this direction with Venom in the series. Right. And then they were like, oh, the War, of the, Realm, the War of the Realms started, but Venom is out of his suit. Uh, you got you got to just give him a Venom shit. Yeah. Um. So this is still Eddie Brock. It is Eddie Brock, but he's been given like a Venom-like a power suit by a witch, a Nilfgaardian witch, one of Malekith's <laughs> witches, and it feeds on his hate yeah. and anger, yeah. and rage. Yeah. And uh, so she originally gave it to him. Did I say show? So she originally gave it to him to like so that he could like she could like control him and be like uh-huh. you're a pawn and he's like hey fuck you lady and yeah. uh went after her and then she sicked the jack-o'-lantern dude on him yeah so now um, he's he now is he's fighting, fighting for good mal keith's forces he's blowing up tanks uh turning into a gigantic like megazord with teeth and fucking up some frost giants kind of it's yeah. kind of cool it's, he's got it's kind of armor yeah that's what that, the weird thing that happens so he so so he's running around in a venom suit fucking up some frost guardians and then I don't know, Pumpkinhead, whatever. Yeah, the, pumpkin, I don't is know. Is that his name? Yeah. Jack, I, o, Jack O'Lantern or something? He's yeah. a Spider-Man villain, I'm pretty sure. Is he? Man, how many, like... Weird-ass villains does Spider-Man have? With the exact same powers. Like, he also flies around on, on a glider a, and on throws... On a hoverboard and yeah. throws fiery, exploding baubles, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Someone was a little, was a little like, lacking inspiration on yeah. that one when it came up. But yeah, so he gets burned by a gigantic, I don't know, thing, fire thing. And when the Venom symbiote fake the fake Venom symbiote armor burns away, he's in Asgardian armor, armor. for some reason. Yeah. And then uh, what happens at the very end here? He just punches him or something. Oh, you don't even see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the entire time he's locked his son in like a doomsday preppers bunker. 
<laughs> and like somehow managed to like forget that like I don't know the heat is on or something. Yeah. So this kid is like cooking, <laughs> cooking to death in there. He's like, it's getting really hot here, and he's like pouring sweat off of his body. So this kid's gonna die. Yeah. Well, no, though, because he has to no, live his die. way into the uh, actual Venom continuity once that retakes after War of the Realms. No, this kid's what's, this kid's gonna die, and that's gonna be Venom's motivation to kill a bunch of stuff. That's what's gonna <laughs> oh, happen. Oh God, fund it. That was yeah. That that would be terrible if that happened. That would be terrible. It's already not good. I didn't like this. Yeah, Colin Colin Bunn. Uh, you can tell that this wasn't written by Donny Cates, and this yeah. th- definitely isn't like fitting in like the mainline the Venom main, that yeah. we really enjoyed. It is clearly enjoyed. a departure, and they're gonna go back right to where they were right before this stupid tie-in happened. <sighs> that's like the that's like the thing with the the big Marvel events is like every it's not gonna matter. Every book is a tie-in, so yeah. like if you don't give a shit about War of the Realms, yeah. it's like too bad, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you're reading it. Guess you're not reading Marvel, right? And, and we're not. We're not. <laughs> and I guess we're not reading Marvel. Yeah, I would. I would skip these until uh, that tie-in. It's, it's all done. Concludes. Yeah. Well, too bad. We're on this train, and it stops for nobody. <laughs> choo choo! All aboard. All aboard the wa the whelms. All aboard the wa 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 whelms. So that's it for. Oh, let's rate. I'm gonna get a two and a half. Uh yeah. That's. I'll. Yeah, me too. Actually, two and a half. Not my favorite issue of Venom, but that's okay. You know, sometimes media is just not for you. And it's just not for me, Dan. I guess so. And yeah. sometimes it's just not good. Posit. <laughs> We're not going to say good or bad. We're not going to qualify it. You know, good is a is a thing that is entirely subjective. It's a subjective thing. It's Maybe a... that was somebody's Citizen Kane. They read that book and they're like, Jesus Christ, my life has changed forever. My God, look at that gigantic, muscly man <laughs> punching things. That is the greatest thing I've ever I've seen. ever seen in my life. We do have a book in here that is very reminiscent of like old comics. It's like way deep in this pull list. I'm pretty excited to talk about it. Um, it's a DC. It's oh, going to yeah. come in after the break. Kind now that is like a about. fucking dope comic book. Yeah, that's I good, was like, wow, this is comic books. Anyway, book. this is not that book, but this is still a pretty fun book. This is Wonder Woman number 71 written by G. Willow Wilson with art by Zermonico. Romulo Fiardo Jr. on colors and Pat Brousseau on the letters. Dan, you want to take this book? Sure. So this is coming off the last issue where the uh, Wonder Woman was in a town that was involved in an orgy with a Greek goddess, the daughter slash son of Aphrodite. Right. Um, And her name is Atlantiads, which we forgot last time. Yep. So if Aphrodite is the goddess of love, uh, her daughter, son, is the goddess of lust. Like mindless lust. So she like takes without consequence, encourages, quote unquote, this whole town to like give in to their baser instincts. And like in the last issue, it's like, oh, my my wife fucked the tennis coach and I left with the yoga instructor or something like that. And now our marriage has fallen apart. What has happened? No one's fed our daughter dog in six weeks yeah i don't want to clean the dishes that's not sexy <laughs> oh yeah uh, i forgot about the guy complaining about doing the dishes yeah yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah, um so yeah that's uh, that conflict kind of still plays out which i was kind of bummed about i was kind of hoping that they wouldn't spend this entire issue it, kind it of felt like a replay of the last over one over that yeah. yeah and it was like a replay but with less fun because like yep. they didn't get that part with the the dishes and like the yeah. guy talking about his yoga instructor or whatever you know and then there's and also a uh the plot that's like feeding into the next 
issue yeah. where the earth woman with the glowy sword finds this like gigantic minotaur looking dude and uh almost dies but then wonder woman saves her at the yeah last she goes second. she goes into the aphrodite's um offsprings like layer right and then goes mm-hmm. into the darkness because her sword is glowing and she's like i've made a huge yeah. mistake yep 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 oh uh, yeah yeah um so yeah. i'm trying to figure out the conflict that they're trying to draw between um wonder woman and aphrodite's kid because like i don't quite so aphrodite's i keep on forgetting her name what Af... uh yeah atlantia or something yeah, like that i think that's right. so, like atlantia is like atlantiad atlantiad you, you keep on she keeps on hinting at like wonder woman kind of um being sort of hoity-toity and high and mighty and like throttling her power down a bit where she's like yeah she slash he is like very into like just using it to solve problems. I'm yeah. gonna use my power even if it's like literally stripping this entire town of their free yeah. will so they start worshiping me again. At least they're not riding. So yeah, I think I kinda get it. Like Atlantiad is like up on that Mount Olympus kinda I know better than you kinda high and yeah. like tier. And Wonder Woman is like down with the people in the fucking streets being like, You don't know shit because you live up there and right. You know, you don't have to deal with any of these problems. You don't know these people. That so that's kind of thing. that's one of the conflicts between them. And then the other conflict is that like she keeps on trying to get with Wonder Woman, yeah. and Wonder Woman is like, no. I mean, it's not that I'm not into you because yeah. like I'm physically incapable of not being into you because you're yeah. a god of this shit. <laughs> of, of god of but lust, you have yeah. to understand that love. We don't conquer love. Love conquers us. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. Well, well, that was that's... a nice line by G. Willow Wilson. We'll give her that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good it was line. Pretty nice. It was a pretty nice it line. It was a pretty nice line. It felt yeah. nice. It felt nice to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, I think I got it. I'm glad that they are done with it and kind of moving on. I'll be curious to see where it goes I'm next. sure it'll, they'll probably have, like, one or two issues where they're in that weird thing that they discover something about this person atlantiad and then i don't Atlant- know i feel like they might be done with her no they're in they're in her shrine the darkness that's where the darkness is is like the hole that she got ripped from and her like the whole reason that they went in there was to investigate the source of atlantiad's like right strife with her mother so i think that that's what they're gonna ultimately unearth in there maybe yeah it could be and but- then they'll wrap this whole arc up with aphrodite and atlantiad yeah. being like i love you and then wonder woman flying off with uh they Maggie. kind of they kind of don't really once they're in there it doesn't seem really tied to Atlantia that much it's just like oh we discovered this portal like this is where humans like previously it was a bunch of uh fairy people getting into the human world through this portal and this is kind of where humans can go to the Atlantis. weird uh fairy folk world i yeah. don't know so i maybe but uh yeah we'll see where it goes or maybe they'll resolve their differences differences through mutual through through shared strife maybe they'll just like talk to the giant 100 foot tall minotaur oh man that'd be and sick be like boy please or they'll be just like what this what is what is ailing you sir and yeah. then he'll be like my foot hurts yeah i stepped on this rock centuries ago and i'm so big i can't bend over and get it and then they pull what it out and then he's better an award-winning arc that would fucking be. 10 out of 10 yep but fun. this is not that so i'm not giving it a 10 out of 10 we don't even go that high on this. No, we don't. On this show. Uh, I'm gonna give it another three point five out of five. I liked it. It was a strong three point five out of five. Okay. But uh, but not that much happened, and uh, they I could have done without it. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna give a big old shout out to the art by Zermonico. Very fucking good. Yeah, it was good. Super nice to look at. Very pretty. The colors are wonderful. So Romulo Friardo Jr. doing his best, and then another huge huge shout out. This is going to be one we have to take a picture of, but Jenny Friesen just killing yeah, it. Yeah, good cover. Killing it on the Wonder Woman covers every week. Uh, good cover. Just good 
shit just like wonderful colors wonderful line work on the flowers and mm-hmm. her hair mm-hmm. just super super excellent so oh and i give it a four. number i give it a four all right all right all right yep. number he just looks at me and just goes number number please number please I, I need a number it's not even a, it's not even a fucking rating to him it's just a, it's just a number <laughs> just give me a number give me a number pure math speaking of numbers this is a really high number give me it it's 1011. That's right. That's Action Comics, number 1011, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Steve Epting, Brad Anderson on colors, and Josh Reed on letters. Dan, I'm going to take a stab, a shot in the dark, a leap in a prayer. Please. That you were a little bit confused by this. A little bit, yeah, because I still haven't caught up on uh, two weeks ago yep, comics. So, so uh, Explain yeah. to me what you were con- confused about. Well, let me look through it quick. Okay, um, I'll take a stab at this. So Lois Lane and Clark Kent were undercover uh, as agents for this shadow organization, kind of like shadowy international cops called Spiral. Okay. I think. So they're undercover. Um, they uncover this huge plot basically about Spiral and Leviathan, which is this big six-part m- mystery thriller Event. coming out. Yeah. Coming out soon. Um, they uncover Crossover this big plot event. where Spiral basically knew Leviathan was coming and kind of said, eh, there's nothing we can really do about it. Okay. And who, who is this woman who's uh, jumping out of the building saying, I'm going to need a lawyer? I don't know. But okay. she was, she was uh, some Leviathan took her face and murdered the head of the DEO wearing her face. Oh. Yeah. Okay. In the last issue. And then, uh, so in this issue, Superman takes Lois Lane and goes back to the Fortress of Solitude where Jimmy... Jimmy Neutron himself. Uh, what's his last name? Jimmy... I want to say Banks. It's definitely no. not. Um, anyway, his, his helper... He was... What the fuck is he his kept name? A, a Olsen. Man, Olsen, yeah. He kept Amanda Waller, who is a shady government uh, person. Didn't she used to head up the DEO? Um, I don't know. What's the a, DEO? It's like the Department of X... It's a go- it's a government agency that's supposed to fight aliens. They headed up the she headed up the Suicide Squad. It's yeah, Amanda Waller's famous Suicide Squad, which they mention in here actually. Um, yeah, DEL, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they, they they left her at the Fortress of Solitude with Jimmy, and he let her escape like a fucking moron. Well, he accused her of being the head of Leviathan, and then she and then punched him in, and her. then took a picture of her, and then she punched him in the face and stole Batman. My favorite line in this yeah. was Batman's escape pod. Yeah, so and Amanda, Lois Waller, like, oh, um, yeah. Amanda Waller steals it and, to leave the Fortress of Solitude. And Lois Lane is like, wait, Batman has a has an escape pod here? And Clark just goes, he leaves stuff everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I just picture Bruce Wayne being this like reckless dude who just like honestly forgets that he has like an escape pod places. <laughs> but he never forgets. He never forgets because he does everything intentionally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he just planning it for later. Um. So what actually happened in this? Um. The the guy who gave so there was this dude with Lois Lane who uh, another agent of Spiral who gave her this like thumb drive full of like Spiral secrets and basically the biggest the biggest secret of them all was that like Spiral knew Leviathan was coming. Yeah. And was just and there's like, like a bunch of names and then uh, yeah everyone who's in Spiral the secret organization yep. and then it's and then so leaked. it's very damning and indicting and so then they um they take it to the Huntress, uh, a member of the Birds of Prey, and uh, ask asks her if they should publish it and she says uh, no probably not <laughs> probably not but hey it's kind of up to you and then the big what's the big page turner at the end. Uh, nothing really. Nothing really. They, That's right. They're just they're kind just of like, like, who is Leviathan? Who is Leviathan? What do they want and what happens tomorrow? And then they're like, find out in Leviathan in June. Starting June. And it's pretty cool. So the whole thing is like, 
there was this neat little scene in here where there's somebody somebody in the hospital is being visited by like a doc the someone you think mm-hmm. is a doctor and um basically they're like the world's changing you know you could be a part of this new future yeah if you want to join it and you won't believe who's already joined us and in the in the last the last page turn it's revealed that the person who was talking to him was the question oh okay yeah and there was a bit where remember in the year of the villain comic we read where um red hood or somebody was talking to batgirl yeah and was giving her the same speech so i think this is this is set to be like a cool mystery who 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 is leviathan who's not leviathan and i hope that some heroes actually kind of join him and lead some like credence to whatever he yeah. hooks up that's the thing about like if a, if a villain the villains are truly at their best when they are like when, convincing enough and like morally ambiguous enough yeah. to be like you scratch your head and are like oh yeah I maybe guess. i guess that that might be <laughs> and like to the point where like even like a superhero like barbara gordon yeah. might join yeah you know and that's not to say that she's like evil or like turn coat or something no. or turn heel it's just like you couldn't falter for you know. She's got a different perspective on things, right? And, you know? and if if it's done right, the audience wouldn't fault her for making that decision. They yeah. would completely understand yeah. why, right? So yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I yeah. think it could be really cool. And since Bendis is doing it, right? yeah, he's been hot, striking, he's been striking hot. hot. So yeah. I think he will do it justice. Yeah, and it's six issues. I love it. It's an event, mm-hmm. le- event Leviathans, and they've been hyping it up, and yep. they've been building to it. And it's six issues. Yep. Fuck yes. Thank you for yeah. respecting my time, yep. for respecting my money, and then ultimately delivering a product that is fucking good yeah. and isn't just falling flat because it's just like trying to cram like a million things into mm-hmm. one. It's just, it's this, this, okay. Yeah. Said enough, right? Yeah. Speaking of saying enough, uh, I think it's time for us to take a break. Well, Fill we up. gotta rate it. Oh. What, what, uh, I guess it's my turn. I would give it... Let me think. Not a lot happened in it, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, good setup. Um, I'll give it a four. I'm very embarrassed because I started leading into the break, um, and then Dan interrupted me uh, on my own podcast. So <laughs> on your own I'm, podcast. I'm, what a savage that I'm, Dan on my very own podcast that I've that How I've could he birthed that? from my loins. How could he do and that? And he undermined me in front of our children. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I think. Yep. Is that what you gave it? That is what I gave it. Wow. Wow. Finally, I think I feel like we've agreed more than usual. Yeah, today. there was one where I gave it one or half a point less. A notch down. Yeah. A notch down. Yeah. So yeah, now for re- for realsies, we're gonna take a break. Fill yep. up on our second beer. Get yep. back with the rest of the books. Yep. Uh, so you just sit tight. We'll be right back. Twite. What did you say into the? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to Craft Comics. Uh, we just filled up a second beer, and Danny Mac is ready to talk about it. I sure am, Jerry. This is our second beer of the day, Delta Beer Labs, English-style porter. I am into this place, and I was just going to tell you about it off the stream. Figured, why not come back? I just roped you in. I was like, you hey, just sh- roped me in. Sh- I put my finger on his lips, his bourbon, his bourbony, <laughs> his bourbony porter lips, and I said, shh, baby, shh, t- tell shush to the viewers. Up, sweet, sweet boy, shush up now. Shh, 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 shh. 
So, Delta Beer Lab is a brand new brewery out of Madison, Wisconsin. It is Madison, okay. Yep, uh, yeah, it's just off of the Beltline on, like, Rimrock Road. Just oh, okay, there. so it's like Westy. It's um, a Westy boy. A little bit. It's, like, downtown adjacent, though. Like, I can bike there from my house pretty easily in, like, maybe 15 minutes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 super west nice. to me, okay. Yeah. Every, everything's west to everything's me, Everything's west to you. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a really cool spot. I really like their gear. Their brewers are super nice. I've hung out with them a little bit because Crystal hosted a, uh, crafts and crafts event there where people drink craft beer and, uh, craft things out of, uh, recycled and reused materials. Oh, this is the crafts and crafts. Yep. Yep. Nice. Okay. The very same. So I went with her when she propositioned them for, to have her, uh, event there and we talked to them and hung out there for a while on that day, and they were super nice people. They like gave us uh, some free beer samples, and then we went there again last night. They gave us some more free beer for our Insta- their Instagram page and stuff. So just like super nice people. The guy hiked the Appalachian Trail right before or the year before he started the brewery, so he's got like some cool Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. stuff there, and he's got the gear that he hiked the Appalachian Trail with, just kind of okay. like decoratively hanging from the ceiling. Um, but him and I don't know if it's his partner or if uh, they're just colleagues, but uh, him and uh, a woman run the brewery, and they are both super talented, both super nice cool. people. Um, I love that place. It's it's. If it wasn't for Working Draft, this would be by far my new favorite brewery. It's still my new favorite brewery, but okay. you know, Working Draft is pretty, pretty, pretty excellent too. You should ask that guy what his trail name is. I worked with somebody who hiked the Appalachian thing? Trail, and he was like, "For him, it was." He was like, "He was like on the trail, you get your own name by the people that you were walking with and spending time with." What? He's like, "Mine was Birdman." Wow. <laughs> yeah, this guy was. They an, were high. Yeah, this guy was an enigma because like. I say that, and you think that, right? Mm-hmm. But he was just the most straight-laced dude. Uh, very good work ethic. Like, uh-huh. super just, like, by-the-books work, yeah. too. So he was like, well, we'll do it, because that's what the standard operating procedure says. <laughs> but yet he, like, went to Burning Man, hiked the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Super into birding. And then I okay. guess he used to do rave dancing. I was like, I was like, let, I, I want to put everyone into like little boxes, but like, I need to chop you up into like 18 yeah. pieces to put you into boxes. Like, like, like you like to do anyways. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's like a different hobby that we don't really talk about on, on, on audio. Literally not then. figuratively. Indeed. So um, what do you think of this? Uh, this is their, so they recently just started canning Uh-huh. and they uh like i think this last weekend was their really? first canning and they okay. canned like a ton of their beers making these four packs and stuff they don't distribute yet they said they probably won't for a while because it's like hard. The, yeah That's it's hard and it costs a lot of money yeah uh they said so they're just distributing uh four packs right out of the brewery okay um so yeah they were uh pretty picked or- over i think when mm-hmm. uh i asked but i was just psyched that they had anything honestly yeah. they're like yeah we only have like two types left they had like i don't know six or eight probably um so they had this one in a blonde this is a porter an english style porter yeah it's almost like people don't want to drink a porter when it's warm out yeah yeah, yeah. it's funny well warm quote unquote last was... weekend it wasn't very warm yeah and it wasn't warm until like today and yesterday right mm-hmm. but it was fucking nice out today man yeah Super yeah good. um but i thought this sounded like by far the more interesting of the two options and i stand by that because i think yeah. this is a pretty damn good porter it's a very very nice easy to drink beer like yep. i'm 
the I was making a joke to you when we were walking down. You're like, this is an English porter. I was like, oh, so it's not going to be too dark and too malty. It's going to yeah. be like reserved. You know yeah. what I mean? In yeah. a way that like yeah. American porters are just like, ah, I don't know. Just like what what makes it a porter? It's, it's malty. All right. Here's a bunch of malt. All right, you, put, you put a bunch of malt and you put your whiskey in there. Yeah, we're going to age it on bourbon barrels for 20 years. For 20 years, it's going to be a minimum 13% ABV. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take a shit in it. <laughs> Okay, Americans not known for their um for their subtlety, right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. this is a nice, subtle, balanced porter, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it's really good. It's um, very nice. It's yeah. super nice, and I do want to call out um, Delta Beer Lab. Very committed to um, the theme. recycling. Well, not oh, the theme, okay. but the the recycling and planet Earth and doing things yep. responsibly. I think that's pretty fucking cool. So I wanted to notice it. Or they are also uh, very into. Yeah, I guess like community involvement and also um, they pay their workers livable wage. Like they don't under, it's not like bartenders plus tips or whatever. It's like right. no tips. They get paid like, you know, 15 an hour or something like that. Uh, like an actual living wage. Yep, Amazing. exactly. Um, so their beers are priced accordingly. So they're a little more expensive than usual, but not too much. Weird. It's, like, it's almost like people will still pay for shit if it's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> it tastes good and people aren't fucking starving or missing rent payments to do it yep yep what a time to be alive um yeah it's a super lgbtq friendly place cool Um, just we like it they got a a lot of shit for the the uh location that they chose because it's like um i don't know it's not really even in a poor neighborhood but like wisconsin is so segregated and they chose a place that is like I don't know. There's like a lot more minorities and there's not a ton mm-hmm. of business over there yet. So I yep. guess they had trouble getting loans to secure their uh, actual property, but they finally were able to do it. They were finally able to do it in the location they want. I wish nothing but the best for them because they're all amazing people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I really, I really, I really like it. And I do like you did, you did shout out to the, the branding. The branding's on point. It's Delta Beer Lab. Their little logo is like a little test tube. And then this yeah. beer has like a little periodic table of elements thing. The, it's yeah, nice. the interior of the breweries really commits to it too in a really cool way. Cool. Like, you know, those, uh, man, I don't even know how to describe it, but like in your My? science classes uh-huh. in high school, they, there was like always the same black bench that you could do anything to and it didn't matter. And there were those weird faucets with the little like spiral, um, like screw things on the end of them that spat out water super quick. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. So like they have those exact same benches and faucets inside and the faucets just they probably raided like a like, like an old an old high school the one that was getting renovated and they're like yeah. we don't have any use for this and yeah like, oh we're gonna evoke yeah that's kind probably neat. but it yeah it looks really cool. cool it's perfect for bar seating and uh and they just have like drinking glasses underneath like the the weird like i don't know chemical faucet i, don't I, I actually don't know the faucet it. thing I, i'm trying to I'm, i just it was you yes would recognize it okay you would recognize it for okay. sure i feel like cool. everyone has seen these but uh yeah super cool spot i like this beer do you like this beer yeah um we can talk a little bit more about it because i feel like we haven't talked we talked a lot about the brewery, the brewery yeah. but not about the beer the yeah. beer itself is very nice it's, it's definitely like the balance has shifted more towards the not the malt i get a lot of coffee Yep, with me this too. one. I don't get porters are usually either chocolatey or coffee y. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this and one this is one more is, on the coffee side for and it's, show. It's lovely. And it doesn't have the cloying sweetness yeah. of a lot of porters. It, and it's also it just, not super intense either. Right. It's dry. The finish is dry. Yep. It doesn't linger on your tongue, which is what like 
I don't want on a hot day. Yep, same. You know? So a- ABV is about five percent. Oh, wonderful! Wonderful! Amazing! Wonderfully drinkable. I feel like most American porters would be like seven to eight percent, right? Yeah, probably. Fucking buck wild, man. Yeah, and have like peanut butter in them. Yeah, yeah, that's the like thing. That. Peanut yeah. butter porters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, it does sound lovely. It does. Yeah, it's like that's the only reason they don't call them peanut butter stouts. It's because like peanut there butter isn't porter. really a major difference between porters and stouts. Really. Usually porters are lower ABV and more drinkable, like this is. Yeah, and don't uh, stouts have like typically have more roasted barley? Um, I don't think so necessarily. But oh. I like I remember looking up the difference, and they're like, yeah, it's mostly colloquial, oh. and uh, you know there are some trends like lower ABV and like more. I don't know. I guess like this is what you would imagine a typical porter to be like, but like. In actuality, the way that they were described, at least in the last BJCP guidelines. The BJCP. It was pretty much the same. Oh, that's funny. I had no idea. Yeah, pretty weird. We're learning things on Craft Comics. We Uh, sure are. you have any final notes, things that you want to talk about this beer, or should we move on to the books? Let's move on to the books and keep on sipping. Move on, we shall. Uh, So we're going to continue this train with DC. We have no independent uh, other publishers this week, so we've got four more DC books for you folks to enjoy. Uh, We'll start with Justice League number 11, written by James Tidney IV. With art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno, Raul Fernandez on inks, Brad Anderson on colors, and Rob Lay on the letters. Dan, I'm going to hand this one off to you. Okie dokie. For a little bit of explaining. Yeah, so we stopped pulling this a bit ago. A few it, issues, I want to say. Yeah, it's like uh, they started doing these Justice League offshoots where it's one major member of the Justice League plus a bunch of unknown members of the justice of like the dc universe kind of and they come yeah, to make the these like yeah the b-listers so this one is wonder woman with man bat swamp thing bobo bobo the chimp john constantine john well he's not an official member he's there isn't he the he old is, guy um i don't think i don't know I uh zatanna oh she is uh can and that might be it that might be it um so we don't totally know what's going on, but we got an idea. Um, Wonder Woman and Zatanna are looking for answers. <laughs> they go into this... Uh, looking for answers in all the wrong places. Yep, yep. They go to this, like, I don't know, it looks like a mall or something. Or, oh, it's the Hall of Justice. They go to the Hall of Justice where this, like, all-powerful wizard is just drinking beer. Drinking beer in this hut that no one can see because he doesn't want to be found. But apparently he does in this case. But he does by them because they're looking for him and he's a lonely man. And they're two foxy ladies. And they're two foxy ladies. He's been drinking beer with this dead guy. On the, oh, I didn't catch that. That's a good bit. Yeah, he's been drinking beer with this dead guy the whole time. Did he, so does he, he say something some... like, this guy's poor company? Um, no. No, oh, that's... He should have. What a shame. Yeah, what a shame. James Tinian, take some notes yeah. from Jerry Moore. Jot that down. Uh, so, yeah, that, that part was kind of fucked up. He He's, like, basically all-powerful, and they are going, him, uh, going to him to get some power for something. Yeah, he's a real jerk. Yeah, he just, like, ties him up, and he's like, you guys suck, I should probably just kill you all, but, I mean, I guess because I like destroying things and you guys are probably going to destroy a bunch of stuff I'll and you, you amuse me yeah I'll, I'll give you whatever you want so yeah. here's a gem with some power in it or something i did not understand what was happening with any of the rest of the, this blue guy with horns and then there's this uh uh group of people who were fictional and get disappeared by dr fate a few of the dr fates right several like, dr like, fates several dr fates <laughs> uh so i didn't really get what was going on there did you 
Uh, I mean, I got it in the the context of what you just explained. Right? Okay. There's the, these people that were fictional, um, that the fates made, that were that, that were fictional, that had become real, that the fates made unreal and fictional again. Yeah. By killing them. Yeah. Uh, and the fates are bad, and then. Yep. And then Wonder Woman and Zatanna get this power gem and turn into like fucking <laughs> they turn super into, robots. Like, Devil May Cry, fucking Bayonetta kind of tier shit. I wasn't super into this comic until that last page, and then I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is dumb, but I'm I'm here for it. I thought it was pretty solid the whole way through. Did I don't you... know. It's like there was cool magic stuff going on. That's yeah. all I really want from this. Yeah, it's yeah, it was confusing. And yeah, I know we were really over the Doctor Fate stuff when we decided to drop this, and right. it's still going on. It, it, it suffers, which for, is kind of a bummer. It suffers for me for being a little bit wordy and spending some time on shit I don't care about. Yeah, I care much more about Zatanna, Wonder Woman, and the Sorcerer guy because he's cool and it's neat. I don't what really. What a chimp! I care about Bobo the chimp, but not in this current setting. Oh. I love Bobo. Don't even give. Don't even give me that deep, husky, sexy growl, Dan. You better watch your don't mouth you, around you, Bobo, baby. Don't you? You better watch your mouth around Bobo. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dan. I'm saying I you're love. Saying you, you're saying he's a B-lister. You're saying you don't like Bobo him as is much a B-lister, Dan. So is Manbat. Get over it. But you like Zatanna. Zatanna's a fucking A-lister, dude. She I don't know dated about that. Co- okay, get get bent. See me when see me when Zatanna has her hit own, own hit CW show. See me when Bobo dates someone and um, <laughs> yeah, Bobo dates exactly. an Okay, who do you think is a higher <laughs> who's a higher tier uh, character, Swamp Thing or Zatanna? Um, I'd say they're about even. Well, Swamp Thing's getting his own DC universe. Yeah, show. he is. That's probably like canceled on arrival. What they've already talked about, like I don't know, it 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 had some production issues and they shortened the season and like it doesn't look good for it. I oh, hope no. it's good. That's sad. Yeah, I heard Doom Patrol is Doom Patrol looks good. really good. It's o- if only DC- Brendan Fraser's in it. Why the fuck, DC? Don't you don't you haven't earned your own subscription service you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. like you haven't fucking earned that like put it on netflix for a few years yeah. make me be like ah this is really good and yep. then pull it five years from now i'll get pissed right a, a change.org petition to get it back on netflix yep. you know and then eventually you'll get 2.99 a month for me but like it's like it's really hard for me to make the jump for another subscription service for another subs- subscription service, especially when um, I can't just binge watch the entirety of Doom Patrol because it's yeah. not completely out yet, right? Uh, first season, I think uh, it's either are they are just they... finished or okay. just finishing. Are they release? Uh, did they release it? Yeah, so they must. It was have re- it was episodically. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah, I do really want to see that one, and I do want to see uh, Young Justice. They brought back that animated series. That oh, was really the only thing that people were excited for when this came out. It's like, oh, Young Justice is back. That was a really good show. Cool. But uh, oh, they're making new episodes. Of yep. It. Oh, yep. I thought they were just like like you can watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could do that on I think Netflix before, but yeah, they brought it back and they're making new episodes, so that's kind of exciting. But yeah, it's like Very other cool. than that, there is, and even that is like I I don't think there was many mainstream fans like clamoring for young justice to be back you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know i can't envision it doing very well it's probably like in the same vein of like cbs uh like their fucking 
yeah again like they're like hey there's a new star trek show star trek and twilight zone and that's it and there's a new star trek show coming up cool but you have to pay our subscription service for it fuck you and by the way disney plus is coming out and it's cost seven dollars a month oh my god (laughs) jesus christ just yeah who like they i think they're missing the point they're like they're like cable tv sucks because you have all these fucking channels you know what I mean? You pay sixty dollars yeah. a month for nothing that you want to watch. Yeah. Netflix comes around; it's like fourteen dollars a month. You get to pick what you want to watch. Yep. And it's all billed under one or two yeah. subscriptions or whatever. Now it's just becoming it's just fragmenting. It's just splintering. So now you're paying back to pay. Ah, whatever. Whatever, dude. Yeah, I agree. But I think they'll learn their lesson fairly soon. I don't think people are willing to pay for like four different subscription services for no, they're not. media alone. Right. Ulti- they're like ultimately, they're, they're video not. alone. Yeah. I, Amazon gets a pass because of Prime, right? Yeah. And like the music apps are probably, you yeah. know, pretty separate. But like in terms of like just television, I don't know many people who actually pay for more than two television subscription right. services. We are wildly off track we sure are do you well, want us to wax philosoph- phil- philosophical philosophical <laughs> on some subscription services here <laughs> do you want us to wrap up this review of justice league Dark? i think we talked about pretty much everything it's to talk about okay cool number number <laughs> uh my number is three and a half yeah for you too yeah okay can we just quickly talk about this cool leviathan thing that i didn't really catch while i was reading of the book each page is like a different hero and Levi- oh i saw that yeah. leviathan talking to each of them he's you like got, pitching he's pitching yeah, he's, to them he's like oh the you pitch. should join me because of this uh so you've got batman green, green arrow, arrow plastic man did you see yeah the plastic i saw man? the plastic man once he fucking... is drawn very oddly he looks like a zombie or something but what's funny about plastic man is he can look whatever the fuck way he wants to it's right true. batgirl lois lane this is fucking i'm actually getting ex- this is this is how you sell a fucking yeah you know what i mean an event i just yeah. think it's super cool manhunter that's her oh there she is okay not to be confused with martian manhunter which is also a dc character yep, yep. i've never heard of manhunter before me so. neither but it looks like she's the one who was in action comics very good that wraps up that one next Moving on. up we have the terrifics number 16 written by i'm gonna try this my best gene Luin yang with art by Steven Segovia, Dexter Vines on inks, Proto Bunker, that's right, Proto Bunker, Proto Bunker, Proto Bunker on colors, Tom Napolitano on letters, and a big old shout out to this cover, which is by Doc Shaner. The Terrifics are a superhero squad born out of the events of DC Metal. Um, there's something, some shit happened. What are you looking at? I'm just looking at the time. Are we doing okay? No, yeah. yeah was, we're, was, we're doing pretty early, we're doing, actually. We're doing great for time. Yeah. Fantastico. Um, this is born of the events of DC's metal event that happened, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, summertime yeah. 2017, something like that. Um, and they were bonded chemically together, I don't know, atomically together or something. So if, if they separated more than four miles apart or something, they would all explode. Yep. And so they had to work together, overcome all the odds, become a figure out how to become a superhero team. And that team consists of Mr. Terrific, Phantom Girl, Metamorpho, and Plastic Man. But the bond went away, so now they're just in it for the lulls, right? Right, the bond went away, and then the second it did, they all split up. And they're like, I don't actually But then they got be... the band back together, they got the band back together. because yep. this is still a comic. Yeah, it was fun. So this is issue number 16. Uh, this is... I'm going to call this one one of the most comic booky comics that uh, we pull. We even dropped this for a little bit. 
Yep, we did. Pick the back up. Just this is another one. This and uh, Justice League mm-hmm. Dark. We're just jumping back in. I, I like to check in on old yeah. stuff every now and then. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and this issue um, title kind of brought me in. It's called the information the information super die way, <laughs> which I'm into because yeah. they're basically trapped yeah. inside the internet, right? Yeah, but like they're trapped inside the internet by like God. <laughs> a sen- a sen- well, a sen- he's not actually God. He keeps on referring to uh, Plastic Man keeps referring to him as God, but yeah. he's not. He's just the creator. Yeah. He's like the 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 creator of. It's like a, a program that makes a holodeck that they're all in. Yeah, and he wants to he wants to escape, and for a bit you feel bad for him, but then he's like, I want to escape so I can eat everyone, <laughs> and you're like, oh okay, so you're a bad guy then. Yeah. Um. To- <laughs> To just describe the stuff that happens in here, it would be kind of silly. Uh, yeah, they kind of go from like one scenario to the next, like fantasy and one, and then yeah, they play D anD D. They do yeah, a dungeon crawl thing. Yep, which is they, they get cool. health bars and like armor and stuff. And they have to in order funny. in order to resurrect um, uh, Mr. Terrific, they have to give the AI a Wi Fi connection. <laughs> Yeah, that's and, right. And so then, and so then he connects and like, no, you fool! He'll he'll kill us all. And that's that's pretty much it. It's it's super goofy, super funny. Oh yeah, I am he who created this reality. I am the no sphere. Yeah, and I must be free. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm into it. I noticed uh, Mr. Terrific's wife was alive. Yeah, is that? I don't know if maybe remember they, when they were. I do. Where they, they were hopping dimensions and yeah, shit. Yeah, and he they found each other, and yeah. in her universe, he was dead. In his universe, she was dead. So maybe they just pulled her in to the mainline continuity okay and it's super weird because it's like you're my dead wife oh my god you're my dead husband you remember that time we went to this thing i do remember that time yeah and then you did and then you died and then you did this and you were so funny oh sorry that was my dead version of you it's weird that is weird (laughs) a little funny a little weird i don't know there's some good stuff uh, plastic yeah, man hijinks it's still the same old terrifics for better and worse yeah it's like i i never really dislike this comic but it's like it's so comic booky that it's like sometimes it can be kind of off-putting to okay, me that's where fair. it's just like all the puns all the uh i don't know yeah the the comic book lines the supervillain lines and stuff and like every supervillain is like so over the top and like comical you yeah. know yeah yeah so I don't know. Some sometimes it rubs me the wrong way. It probably just depends on how I'm feeling that day. To be honest, I don't yeah, know if that's it's fair. good or bad or whatever. I pulled it because I'm sorely missing Plastic Man, and mm. um, we just got to the part I feel that part in the Flash where Plastic Man is introduced. Uh, oh, Plastic Man's in the Flash. Yeah, no he's he, his name's not Eel O'Brien. His name is something else. Why? I don't know. They named him. They, I, this, your main guy or your your hero named Eel, you know what I mean? It's a little bit of a weird name. Oh, he's such a good guy though. Yeah, but so so but he is Plastic Man. He's got all the powers. He's stretchy and like he's even got that like he's a douchebag and he yeah. like he, he's he's like a disgraced former cop um who's oh, okay. who's now a private eye and he gets stretchy powers and stuff and so he's still kind of like a little bit of a coward and a douche about it but he's growing around and they they okay. they called him Plastic Man in one episode. I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> His outfit even has like the goggles, the goggles. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's good stuff. Huh, interesting. So I, I I just needed my Plastic Man fix yep. and so I grabbed it and you know, we got some he turned into a fly swatter and hit a guy. What yep. more do you want? That is that's Plastic what Man stuff more and do he, you he also want? turned into a semi truck. He did and then yeah. and then his grill was his mouth and then yeah. he was hitting a bunch of like nano bugs. Yeah, and, and he, he was, was like, getting, "Ew. This is gross." <laughs> Which it would be. We we feel you, Eel. We feel you. Yeah. Uh what I would you rate him. the Terrifics number 16? Um I'd give it a 3. 
Okay, that's fair. That's real that's fair. Good. I would give it a that's three okay. and a half, um, just because I enjoy comics and I enjoy <laughs> things more than you, in general. Yeah, that's accurate. So that's super accurate. Next up, I think this is a bit of a doozy because this book. I think we're gonna talk about this one for a bit. I just have a feeling we're going to talk about this because I really like this book. Did you really like this book? Yeah, I thought it was great. This is the book I was talking about earlier when I said this is some like comic book-ass comic book. Yeah. And like in a way that like the Terrifics isn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so this is, I, I won't beat around the bush anymore. This is Dial H for Hero number three written by Sam Humphreys with art by both Joe Quinones and Artiste Dane, who also did the colors. Artiste Dane, I mean, um, alongside Jordan Gibson. So... It's a little confusing, but I think we nailed it. And then Dave Sharp is on the letters. Dan, do you want to take a stab at dial eight, dial V for villain on the cover here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you? So, ugh, there's so, so many parts of this that I fucking loved. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, so Dial H for Hero is a new comic from the Wonder Comics label of DC. That is the uh, part of the label that's headed by Brian Michael Bendis. Yep. And everything that's come out of it has been gold. IMO. It's been like it's incredible. Been, yeah. Uh, there there have been a couple things here and there that have been like pretty good. Really? When you, well, like I mean ones? when you compare it to the other like some issues of Young Justice I felt were pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um when you hold it up to like Wonder Twins, yeah. some of the good issues of Young yeah. Justice, right? Yeah. But like that's Naomi. Com- that's in comparison to the other stuff but mm-hmm. like in comparison to like other comics that we're reading right now man this shit is just leagues of yeah it's, it's so good it's crazy good brian yeah. michael bendis needs to do everything and he is and he so, is. he's so even doing great. a leviathan event yep exactly yeah he's, tune in june folks he's everywhere so this is kind of a so we missed the last issue but uh it's pretty easy to follow this one um there is a red dot like uh what do you call them rotary phones yeah it's an old it's an old timey yeah it's an old timey like a red rotary phone that gives people superpowers temporarily yeah and uh so when it gave the the main character his superpowers he was a monster truck. temporarily he was a monster truck superhero and he like came back from his superhero fever dream and he was like naked in a junkyard or something no he was naked in a used car dealership and he'd smashed all the cars smashed all the cars (laughs) that was my favorite bit that was it was was pretty great so now Mm. i'm a little confused as to his goal but i think and you can tell me if i'm wrong okay so when he used the rotary phone it goes to other people it only stays with the same person once no okay wrong he got it got stolen by that cop so remember at the end of at the end of issue one him and that girl the runaway stole that car and were driving away together yeah i'm assuming that at some point they got stopped by a cop and that cop took the phone okay and so now they're trying to get the phone back. So now they're trying to get the phone yep. back. Okay, that makes sense. So they're after the cop to get the phone so that he can get his superpowers back. Uh, yeah, it's him and his lady friend who has a lot of uh, baggage because her mom is a pill popping uh, pageant. What do you call the What do you call the pageant moms? Is there a specific name besides I feel Pageant like, Mom? I feel like there should be, because they're the, the crazy helicopter parents that yeah. like force their kid to force do all this shit that they don't want to do. Living vicariously through them. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a term for that, I feel like. But uh, yeah, her mom was pretty abusive, uh, locked her in closets, <laughs> yeah. popped pills all day. Yeah, like, like, like if you want to make like a shitty mom, 
you're just like make her be a pageant mom that was like why did you cut your hair i hate the way your hair is yeah bitch i'm gonna give me this bottle i'm popping pills i'm gonna lock you in the closet it's like okay like is there a mom that's actually that i'm sure there is i'm (laughs) I'm sure sure there is is. i'm sure there is but like goddamn you've checked all the boxes right but the honestly the main draw on this for me is the art art's really good insane like when they get their superpowers when anyone gets superpowers it like commits fully to that art style and it's completely different than anything else that's been going on previously in the comics and each person who gets their superhero powers gets a completely different art style a completely different vibe they do this they do this really cool thing that's like i feel like it's a throwback to like probably silver age um silver age comics where it's like introducing now for the first yeah for the first time and perhaps the Mm -hmm. last time this new hero and it's just like very grandiose and it just like it feels really like a big deal yeah even though like you know that those were usually usually not a big deal because they would <laughs> those characters would like rarely come back. Right, but, but it's, yeah, it's, it's it's super cool in, in the context of this. And yeah, I, and, and it's I, it's cool. It's cool nostalgia. It's yeah. cool art. It's cool everything. The I way like, that they seamlessly blends like it makes sense. Like when I listed all the different artists on this, I was mm-hmm. like, this is a little bit hard, but it makes total sense because like the way they seamlessly blend. Yeah, retro, modern, avant garde. Um, and then like, I don't know, almost anime, almost tank girl like stuff. Yeah. It's just fucking seamless, but amazing. Just absolutely incredible. Yep. They'll even do this like weird, they'll even do this weird thing where like they, they'll have two characters on the screen of different art styles. Like remember when the when the ladies got her like mind powers sort of seeping into people that they drew the, they drew the girl they drew the it's back, it's back here when they're when they're driving together. Okay. They they drew the girl um right here. Oh yeah yeah. Looking yeah. normal, but then the the guy that she's with his his face kind of contorts almost cartoonishly. Yeah, totally. And, and it's just it's it's really cool and really unique. I just I I I don't know the art of DC books lately has been fucking spot on. They also do a cool thing where uh, when the cop appears and has her superpowers, they like have a a cover. Yeah. Um, as the yeah i don't know how would you describe that it's it looks like a comic book cover yeah it's It's like a it's like her own comic book cover but it's halfway through this comic and it's like so it's like you're reading a new comic inside this one because she just got her powers i was honestly trying to figure out if this was a reveal of a new comic that was coming out but i don't think no it's just the it's It's got the dc print in the top right it has a it has a old school dc print it's got a numbering right it says bluebird three yeah and it says for mature suggested for mature reader and i was like is this a real book i was really confused it's just cool yeah super it, neat yep it's just super cool art is excellent yeah, i'll hold that Thank danny you. mac is taking this gotta take a picture for the instagram pick for the gram pick baby. for them grams uh so yeah i really like this i'm yeah i'm kind of bummed we missed the last one but it doesn't look like we really missed much i can pick so. it up there's a shit ton of copies of it on the shelf oh we'll really see if my see if sean yells at me for <laughs> grabbing it but <laughs> you didn't what are you doing it's not the way things are done but yeah once the uh his lady friend gets her superpowers. She becomes Lolo Kick You. <laughs> Awful name. Terrible name. Terrible name. Intentionally, I think. But it's like she's like a grunge '90s uh, throwback. What the fuck punk. is Lolo Kick You? I don't know. Is that like a pun on something? Is that no. a joke on something? I think I think Lolo is her name, and then Kick, kick You is, is like the. I, I kept on saying it, it in my know. head, and I was like, Lolo Kick You. Is it like I'm gonna kick you or? Lo- I was trying to I was trying to make sense of it, but I don't think it makes any sense. She like beats people with a guitar. She's got like a uh, cut off like military vest and a 
nuclear symbol t-shirt. So yeah, just like just looking as grunge punk as possible. And the art style is very reminiscent of like Tank Girl, I think. Isn't yeah, it? or like yeah. kind of like it reminds me of the Gorillas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. And Super yeah, neat. just the whole vibe of this reminds me of uh, FLCL too, the yeah. anime. Uh, just like the absurdist, the animation like changes and stuff, yeah. all of that kind of. Oh man, the art in this is so good. I loved it. It's very cool. Cool concept. Better art. Very good execution too. Good execution. What do you What do you say, Jerry? Five out of five, baby. Yeah, I think that's about right for me. Did too. you like the way that? So Dan's taking a picture of this like really cool um, panel where you're you're forced to rotate it. But like, um, what's neat is that it guides you to turn it back the right way at the end. So do you see yeah. how the flow? Oh yeah, is down and I then the very that. and then the, yeah, that's 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 that good. Really that's cool. good comic book artistry because at uh-huh. the very last panel, it's tipped. To the right, so then you tip it to the right, and then you flip the page, and everything's back the way that it should be. It's yep. very smart, very cool. I feel like this is like this. This is, might be a lesson in like how comic books are visual and written medium, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and this is definitely very high on the visual yes. side, I think. And it's a, it's a. I feel like this could be in a textbook explaining how art style influences perception of these books. Yeah, totally. I think this is really neat. It's a very cool book to look at. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Really cool. And the first one was like that too. Yeah. With the changing art styles. Yeah. I'm going to try to grab number two to see what we missed. Yeah. That's a good idea. This is the good. Did did I say five out of five? Yeah, you did. I did. I agreed. Five out of five. Awesome. So that's the last. Well, no, that's not this. We're up to the last. Oh, yeah. We've moved on to the last regular book this week before we hit up the bargain bins. Uh, and this is Batgirl number 35, written by Margaret Scott with art by Paul Pelletier. Uh, Norm Ratman and Jose Martin Jr. on inks. Jordi Belair on the colors, which really stood out to me because Jordi yep. Belair is a boss. Yep. And, and, and world design. Uh, that's and world design, not and. And. World, world design. design and world design and world design and and world design on the letters. Yep. Um, I'm going to take a stab at explaining this plot. This is another one we're hopping into. We're hopping into this. Yes. Um, Jared got it for the cover. It's a good cover. It is. I a wish. Good cover. I wish we would have shouted out the who 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 the, who did the cover. Jared's got a thing mm-hmm. for bad girl. So. Joshua Middleton. Joshua Middleton did the cover on this, yeah. and I feel like that name sounds super familiar. Not to me, but I don't. He know might just many. do Batgirl covers. Maybe that are, that are good. He might have done that. Maybe one. he did that one. Yeah. Yes. So Barbara Gordon has been kidnapped by furries. <laughs> yep. And I love how they kind of, I don't know if it was intentionally or not, but they kind of frame them as like degenerates. They are degenerate. <laughs> they're degenerate. For, are, are they actually furry? Are, so I thought that they were, but no, they're actually like people wearing. No, no, they're, they're like spliced people like that that oh, shark so person is actually a shark actually person. part shark they're not he's not just wearing a shark yeah thing. i actually thought that they were just furries at first yeah and so the it, that would be bad right? that would because be bad they're furries that have like a sex a, in, sex, a dungeon sex dungeon where they illegal, murder things and illegal weapons it's like we can do whatever we want down here in our it, furry yeah, they, dungeon they make animals fight and they're yeah. gonna kill batgirl yeah. and then there's like all these like <laughs> all weird, for entertainment right all these weird fetishy people that are like oh my god this is so exciting she's yeah. actually gonna die yeah like how, and there's like 70 people there how yeah. how do you get that many people at a party where like they're murdering i, I just don't see it but I, I guess i just am going to the wrong parties yeah you got to go to the furry parties bro. so they put barbara in a 
tank. They start flooding with water, and you know what? Nobody puts Barbara. No one puts Babs. Nobody in puts a, Babs in a water tank. In a water tank, because she, you should have known. You know she had to do it to you. So she breaks out, yep. and then uh, fights a shark. And in the meantime, there's this weird subplot of her being, like, I don't want to say evicted, but like forcibly ejected from her company. I didn't understand and, that. It's at like, all. It's like I, whenever they do this weird, like company capitalist side yeah. plot where they're like ah but you have more shares than i have more shares but if we combine our total shares we'll have the 51 percent to buy it. i'm like I, uh, what who what huh this is a batgirl comic yep and so at the end she um beats the shit out of the shark man and she's like who's next <laughs> that poor that poor vulture lady was just like are yeah. you why did you kidnap batgirl that doesn't <laughs> seem like a good idea so she's gonna beat up the fox next presumably and then maybe the vulture um this wasn't great no, it's it's typically not great. The art has improved since we last checked. Yeah, that's in. true. Um, but that wasn't saying much because the art was pretty v- bad last time. But I, yeah, the art was pretty decent. This it was good. The movement time, but... was good. I liked the big shark man. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's say some nice things. Uh, the shark man was fun. Colors, obviously. Yeah, Jordy Biller is a goddess. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the, I was even reading this. I was like, man, like this. The colors really pop on this, and that that's just to mm-hmm. show you like like how much of a difference that like a, a good color palette can make. Yeah, for sure. Because like, um, yeah, I don't, I because I, you never really know how much is colors versus how much is right pencils and whatever else. Like but... the fire glows in a way that like fire might not if it wasn't. And like all by. those greens and yellows, yeah, kind of washed palette, out a little like, bit. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um. Other than that, yeah, not a whole lot remarkable happened. I did like the part where the um, shark like roided himself out, yeah, and then like Just, ripped, like, ripped veined himself, veined himself out of his like suit. I, I want to know who makes a suit that large, right? That guy's like nine feet tall, and he's wearing like a t- like a very well tailored yeah. suit. So yeah. like you know he had to like buy the thing and then go and get it fitted. And yeah. like a guy was like, "You're a giant shark, <laughs> You're a large <laughs> scary shark man." So. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, considering that you only pulled this for the cover, I'd say it's not as bad as it should have been. Yep, that's true. So, I th- I, was this the one that you wanted to leave out? You're like, should we talk about all of them? Uh, and I was like, yeah, let's talk about all of them. Yeah. And was it this one? It was, well, that and Terrifics. I was kind of lost in both of those. So it's like, whatever. But hey, here we, we are. We talked about them. We did our duty. We got some quality discussion. Yep. Some quality bands kept- out both the podcast length to around two hours probably yep uh because we're, we're sitting right at an hour and 25 minutes right now uh we still need to finish our beers take a brief break did we oh we didn't rate two oh. and a half i'm gonna give it two and a half yeah i'll give it a yeah i'll give it a two and a half as well that was a good i was i was actually thinking a little higher but don't let me influence you i know i know i'm trying not to but i think it does deserve a two and a half just because i didn't i just really like the art you know yeah the art was good and that cover was fantastic yeah yeah so yeah two and a half sometimes you pull a comic book just because the cover and you get got that's true Mm -hmm. it's true it's happened to you many a time wonder woman before g willow wilson (laughs) i pulled it all the time even though it was bad because jenny Friesen did the fucking covers for it i was like well this is real good they know how to keep you coming back Uh uh-huh so with that, that's the end of our regular books this week. We've got the Bargain Bins and next week pull list up next. Uh, we're going to go pick a beer that we both decided that we want to fill up a third beer on. So you guys just sit tight. 
Sit still. Don't move. Don't do it. Don't struggle. And we'll be right back. And we'll be right back. And we are back. Um, our beers are refilled. So back. Our energy is replenished. And we're ready to talk about the bargain bins. The bargain bins. That's right. Every single week, I am allowed to take three comic books for freezies from my local comic book shop. That is Graham Crackers Comics on East Washington Avenue here in sunny Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, the 50 cent bin normally there's just i don't know i don't even know what you call them but they're 50 cent comics but every wednesday you're allowed to take three of them home for free uh and it's kind of fun we flip through them we laugh at them there's some old books there's some new books there's some horny books and uh i don't know it's just a good time and we enjoy it right yeah no well, we don't books this week. We though. don't. Yeah, unfortunately, I thought for sure I had a winner. I know. I thought I had a winner, but uh, we'll get to that one. Um, we don't actually enjoy this, do we? We don't. Every Not really. Once we get to the bargain bins, we finished our a struggle. We finished our weekly books, and we're like, oh, that's right. Ugh. Like Dan was actually ready. He got the beers. He's like, oh, let's go start the podcast. I was like, Dan, we haven't read the bargain <laughs> bins, and he was like. Uh, he's like, oh <laughs> i i felt like the joy just leave his body yeah um just we we just have three of them so we, we we make it we 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 powered through and this week wasn't too bad no it wasn't it wasn't too terrible we have uh armor hunters harbinger number two that's by valiant comics we have freaks number four by malibu comics and we have 13 coins number one by titan comics dan how about you start us off with armor hunters harbinger number two Alrighty, take a stab at Give it. Give me that book. I, okay, now what I think I should do is I, I think I should explain why I grabbed this book. Yeah, I explain to explain why I grabbed this book. It's almost hundred percent on the cover. There's this very hilarious like cartoon bird, like on pretty the cover. poorly drawn. Like I think intentionally. Yeah, intentionally poorly drawn, very cartoony bird, and it was a Valiant comic, and I was like, what the fuck? So I grabbed it. And uh, why don't you explain what that means? What Valiant Comics Valiant means to is, you? Uh, Valiant Comics is a is a kind of like a it's like separate from DC. It's separate from Marvel, but it's trying to be like the next biggin. And they still exist. Yes, they're coming out. They've been around since the '90s. So that's like characters like Bloodshot, Livewire. Stuff like All that. All those characters you've never heard of. Uh, well, you know, okay, Dan. Uh, some <laughs> people may have heard of them. No one uh, listening to this podcast has heard of them. Okay, Nathan Fillion. Let's. <laughs> Nathan Cooper. Nathan Cooper. Zeke Witter and Cassandra Kiddo. Zeke Witter, Cassandra Kiddo, Jason Klatt. You guys have all heard of Valiant Favorites. Like <laughs> Such live as Bloodshot. Bloodshot, Livewire, in Ninja K <laughs> or Ninjak. Uh so they've Ninjak. been around. <laughs> they've, oh they've been around since the nineties, and Valiant's had kind of like a renaissance uh as of late. They hire very good artists, very talented writers to write the characters, and they let their books take some time. However, I have yet to get into it and this book didn't pull me in <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like this one it was, it was fun yeah it was fun it was fun there was a lot of crazy shit going on i didn't really understand it but there was i i don't know i liked i liked it i liked the vibe i liked all the uh there was a woman who could transform into cartoon animals yes. not not regular animals just cartoon versions of animals i'm sure her power is more specific than that it's like it's like a she can transform into what her mind thinks an animal looks like, and yeah, it just happens probably. to be a little bit different or something. But there's some, like, I don't know, this this book seems like it was all about mind fuckery. Like, there was a woman who died, and there was... 
but she was pregnant and the baby's aging. No, she's still alive, right? Is she still alive? Yeah, they say oh, that yeah, she survived. Oh, yeah, say that she's still alive. She Dan, looks dead. Dan, it's almost like you didn't read the book. <laughs> it, she looks dead and her child is aging like a hundred times faster than it usually <laughs> would. And uh, I don't know. There's some wacky shit going on. It was, it was pretty. And they're talking to the president of Mexico the whole time. And... The little girl's like, I don't care about the president of Mexico. And it's like, and then Mexico, <laughs> yeah. and then president. Uh, Animalia, like, this is the president of Mexico, and she's like, cool, cool. It's, Very he's nice. not. He's not any more important than those other people. And, and you know what, Dan? She's right. And and at then, the end of the day, uh, we're all just humans. And the Mexican president's like, oh god, these fucking Americans, they're all the same. <laughs> Does he, he does, say that? He says something to that effect. Oh, that's yeah, funny. yeah, it was pretty funny. They're Americans. Oh, but they're here to help. I think is what like there's a line about that. There's right? a kid called Titan who has like crazy superpowers, but he also like pisses himself out of fear. There's like a giant demon that like chokes on all of these flies. I don't know. It's pretty wild. It's just fun. I don't know. I liked it. You actually enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. Wow, what a fucking sell. Yeah. Now, you're a hardline Valiant fan. I'm a hardline Valiant you'll, you'll fan. You'll stand Valiant to you. Like, you'll be like, Until oh, I die. You guys fucking, fucking DC and DC Marvel, Marvel scrubbery. You should be a part of Valiant. They're creating the whole world. You watch the MCU movies. You gotta read Valiant, bro. Bloodshot and oh, yeah, that's, Ninja. So, Ninjack. Ninjack. Fuck, get it right Dan, that's Faith. Okay. That lady. She's uh Was she's... she preggers in this issue? No, she's just a little bit big. She's okay. a little she's a thick baby. Because she looks she looks not pregnant there, but she looked pregnant in some panels. I don't know. <laughs> pregnant in some panels. I just love what I loved about this is like um and I maybe this this is a testament to the art, but like the fucking they're being chased by this like horrible looking bug dragon thing. Yeah. And this is like cartoon yeah. hawk Bird. flying away that is I like love that. contrasted in the background. Like it's I just, love the contrast it's, of those it's so art funny. styles. It, yeah. It was yeah, and the demon is like super evil, imposing, realistic, very well looking. drawn. Yeah, and then the bird is just in the foreground and just like fucking terrified and looks like it was pulled out of like a nineteen sixties cartoon. Or it something. looks like yeah, it looks like when like the Wonder Twins would transform into yeah. a, would transform into an animal. I don't know, it's really funny, like space ghosty art. Yeah, I thought I, I liked that contrast. I super it was funny. Clever. This was good. I, I I enjoyed this. I did. Did um, you? I was surprised that you enjoyed it because you don't you you have a thing Dan where you don't like things that you don't know what's going on but That's I think true. maybe you've accepted the pill you know what I mean like for the bargain bins you're like you've relinquished you're like I there's no possible way I could ever yeah, yeah I, understand what's I going think on there's here. like a uh I don't know like we a just level to- of uh where it gets so absurd where I'm like, all right, I don't need to understand this at all. If like, if there's enough plot where it's like, I should be understanding this, then it bothers me. But if no one's supposed to understand it, then I'm on the same level as everyone else. I just think what we need to do is we need to find, I need, I need to trick you into thinking that all of our books are bargain bins. And you're like, I really like this book. I didn't know what was going on in it, but that's okay. Cause it's a bargain (laughs) bin. I'm like, you sucker. It wasn't. Yeah, I guess you're right. It wasn't a bargain bin at all. This was my master plan to trick. I, I got into thirteen like bargain bins, like. or maybe what I'll do is I'll grab thirteen. Like I'll I'll grab the books oh. and I'll mix them in and I'll make you guess which ones are the bargain. I mean bins. that won't be hard. It won't be hard because there'll, there'll be an ultraverse all in, like the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Speaking of nineties, we yeah. have Ultraverse Freaks number four, and I will tell you why I pulled this. There's a lady being beamed by a guy who looks like like an evil Scruff McGruff. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm just noticing this very shocked floating boy's head. 
that I didn't see when I pulled it, but he's very he's very surprised. What is he doing <laughs> he, there? He's super. He's con- just like whoa. I mean, he's a, he's concerned rightfully that this lady's being Jesus. electrocuted in front of him. Man, the art on this cover, like look at the dog's face. Too. I, he's like so bad. He's, I was he's like re- cross-eyed and just whoa. He's like super surprised. He's shooting this woman with a ray gun. He looks like Pete. You know what I mean? Like the from Kingdom from, Hearts. Yeah, from. <laughs> Well, okay. He, yeah, he's not from Kingdom Hearts, but he's you like know him from he's Kingdom he's Hearts. wearing like the Kingdom Hearts outfit. I don't know. It's really funny. This is real bad. Oh yeah. I'm gonna take a stab at it. Okay. Um, there's two, <laughs> three people that are hunting the freaks. So the freaks are um, Mal. Okay, rewind. <laughs> Malibu Comics was a um, independent publisher. independent publisher from the '90s that were trying to start their own Marvel universe, much uh, like Valiant, much like Valiant is today. Except Malibu's not around anymore. Wah, 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 wah. But um, they were trying to start their own kind of Marvel universe. As far as I can tell, they were probably like one of the most successful at that. Like probably. Um, for, out of all the independent comics we pull from this era, like this is the highest production value, which is saying yeah, something because this is pretty bad. And they're everywhere. Like they are we everywhere. can consistently find these every week in the bargain bins. Yep. It's not like they were not distributed in large quantities yes yes indeed in fact this got as expensive as two dollars and fifty cents per issue which means this goes all the way i'm gonna say like late 90s yeah which is fucking absurd to me that is absurd Um, so the freaks okay again malibu (laughs) you know rewind again the malibu comics was trying to start their own kind of marvel continuity universe and they wanted their mutants were called Ultras. ultras they were exposed to some bullshit i don't know yeah, radiation or something matter. and they were mutated to be ultras and so hence was born the ultraverse and the freaks are kind of like ultras that aren't super powerful and they're also kind of repulsive to yeah. society be that their attitudes towards one another yeah. or because uh, like this lady has no reason to be a uh, repulsive no. she's like she's like a hot blonde she's chick like a hot 90s you know getting electric getting woman. electrocuted wearing a lot of laced up stuff but yeah. like uh she's a but real she's fucking furious she's a real miserable person yeah. to be around yeah uh, that's what makes her a freak. A freaks. She does say <laughs> a good line in here is, "I may be a freak, but at least I'm not <laughs> I'm a geek." Not a geek. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, so there are three people that are hunting the freaks. One of them is a man. Two of them are dogmen. Um, they hunt them. Dick Tracy shows up at one point. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he sure looks like... He looks a lot like Dick Tracy. Yeah. Dan, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know what happens here. Uh, there's some conflict. A big stone man is sad because the blonde lady yeah. zorps his book away. He cries. It turns out that it was his only possession, and she's like, oh, damn. I was a pretty bad person. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. She's like, She, like, zorps him, and she's like, well, you know... And he's like, he's like, oh, you killed the one last worldly possession that I own. Yeah. You're just like my mother. And she's like, just like his mother. Well, shit, fuck him. Like, like someone, like, like he shouldn't know what suffering, what it's like to have something you care about taken away by someone who's supposed to care. And then, like, she pauses. And she's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty good. So at least she re- sort of realized that she was being a terrible person. But... Yeah, and they kind of seem to make up a little bit. She tosses him another book. Um, he cries. Uh, <laughs> There's this really, like, there's a lady whose body is made up of earthworms. 
Um, oh god, that was the worst. And there's like, a one pretty, of them gets yeah. ripped off. There's at a one pretty point. gross part where she tries to wrap it around the bad Ugh. guy, and then he just rips it out, and it bleeds like red human blood, yeah. which is kind of deeply unsettling. It was unsettling. It's and, like if your limbs were made out of worms and or umbilical cords. And they just got like ripped off. It's like I'm not. I'm not okay with any of that. Oh my god, Dan! We haven't asked Diane. Oh really? We haven't had a nasty Diane in a while. Okay, but before we get to ask Diane, this wraps up with them going to like a hippie shack, kind of like a place where I used to buy weed in high school. It's got like those like little like bead curtains and like yep. a lot of like wow, well, far out man, psychedelic paintings. Yeah, I, they're making fun of it because it looks like the '60s. I miss. I miss being, like, amazed by lava lamps. When I was, like, a little kid, I yeah. was, like, super into lava lamps. But, like, simple visual, like, things like you know, that I'm just not, don't quite I'm get me anymore. I'm surprised it's not as popular with, like, today's, today's children. Like, would they like it? But would they like it, like, ironically? Like, I got this lava lamp. I mean, kids young enough will like anything because it's yeah. anything. So I think I think there's an untapped market for lava lamps among babies, but maybe they're too hot. Maybe that's the issue. Is I have a lava lamp... lamp right there. Oh, yeah. Look, Look at that, that motherfucker. Maybe the issue is that they get too hot for babies, because I feel like that should be their target demographic. demographic. Yeah, I mean, they need to get hot, right? To melt the shit. Right. Yeah. And babies love dumb shit like that. Well, okay, babies don't like lava lamps. I think like, I feel like they do. I feel like kids like well, babies probably like looking at lava lamps, yeah. but they don't. They like looking at anything that moves. Exactly. Right. And but like I feel like move. kids six to twelve get into lava lamps, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because you're like you're a twelve year old, and you're like, wow, it's a lava lamp. I I'm actually thinking more like the two to six region. Definitely area. too hot for them. Then they'll burn their little hands on that. Yeah, I know. That's probably why. I and then the lava lamp company will get sued by a helicopter parent of these days, you know? Yeah. You know, parents these days. Parents these days. Back in Jerry's day. Back in my day, you used to burn your your whole body on a lava lamp. If you lamp. didn't buy a lamp for your kid to burn themselves on, you weren't teaching them the value that's a, of cool objects. That's a value lesson of not touching things that don't look hot. <laughs> yeah. Just don't touch stuff. Just don't touch stuff. Or if you hot. do, just give it a little tentative, little poke poke. Little, uh, little. That's little, what I do. Yeah, just give it a little. Is this hot? That's what adults oh. do. Oh. If you haven't, yeah, like, it's hot. Pressed food with your finger that's just come out of the microwave to test its heat level, then you're not an adult. Son. What are you? What, yeah, what are you doing? And then my favorite is when you get that food out of the microwave and like the outside is scalding hot and you're like ah, and the, yeah ah, and the inside is just you, fucking and then you put it in your bullshit. mouth and you're like that's oh, so hot it's so hot and then you get to like the frozen core and yeah. you're like what the fuck is happening here's the trick jerry okay tell me the trick i have a shit ass microwave that's been declining in power every year for the last it's four probably years. leaking its microwaves into your body probably you're gonna end up like your your fucking body's gonna turn into the chernobyl guy oh yeah you're gonna microwave like fear <laughs> you're gonna microwave like a like an egg someday yeah, and you're yeah. gonna be like yeah, this egg's taking a while <laughs> <laughs> ah! i'm the egg i'm the egg. oh no yeah, so that's the trick is to get like a, a microwave that leaks that energy doesn't work. into you okay. so that it cooks your food still warm, uh-huh. but it just takes longer, but then that way it cooks it fully through. Okay. Because like I have to microwave everything for like at least 50 seconds for it to get hot at all. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's the trick. Just do that. I think it does. You know, I keep on seeing advertisements in these Malibu comics for Rune, and like I'm actually really digging the art of it. Yeah. Check it. It's like kind of fucking neat. It's grotesque, but in like a 
kind of a cool way. Yeah, maybe. And when I was talking to Sean about this, he was like, actually, Rune was pretty good. He's huh. like, if, if you want to check out anything out of Malibu, like, check out Rune. So All maybe right. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to find it. Yeah. But we do. So, ha- Ask Diane. You want to talk about Ask Diane? Do you want to, do you want to read the Ask Diane? Uh, just like, skim it. And I'll like, so, Let's I'll, see if I'll introduce yeah, it. Introduce it while it. I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh. Sure. We found in some of these issues there is an Ask Diane. We're not sure if Diane is a real person. Diane, if you're listening, please reach please out. Please contact us. <laughs> please. We need to know. But, uh, yeah, we, so in the... <laughs> It, she just answers questions about like dumb ultraverse shit that <laughs> yeah, goes like, on. That like fans write in about. Yeah, and fans write it in about some pretty wacky stuff. They're like, oh man, I really liked the art around around this woman who was dressed completely in bondage gear. <laughs> or something like that. So weird. Yeah, yeah. So uh we're not we're not convinced that she's a real person, um, because I don't know. Uh, part of it, it, I go back and forth because it could just be my ignorance on '90s comics. Like maybe there were a ton of women involved, but my understanding, just by reading the women characters, is how could there have been? Yeah. So what I heard, editorial, actually editors of comics in especially like the '70s, '80s, and '90s, a lot of women. Yeah. And colorists. Okay. But is, not writers. But not writers or artists. Or artists. Typically, what would happen is it would be like. Um, the artist would be the husband and the colorist would be the wife. You saw a lot of like artists, colorists, um, husband, wife team ups for whatever reason. That would explain the rampant sexism. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's no, okay. I, I hate to do this to you guys, but there is no actual ask Diane in here. Really? There's a thing that says ask Diane, but it's a lot of Diane just giving announcements. Yeah. Yeah. You can take a. You can take a spot for it, but like I don't see anything in here where Diane is what getting about these, getting a question or responding to him. I, I looked, oh, and I, yeah, it's just a lot of like announcements and stuff. And then she asks if you're a disabled comic book fan to contact them. And I don't know. I hope I hope that it wasn't for nefarious. Did Diane become a shill, Jarrett? Yeah, there's no ask Diane there. It says ask Diane, yeah, but right. she didn't fucking. They didn't ask Diane any questions. A little bit of a letdown, guys. Yeah, too bad. Oh well. She lives to write another issue of this that will no doubt pull in a week or so. Typically, they'll be like, they'll be like, I really love the art and the the style and the writing that you just wouldn't see in a Marvel comic. Yeah, it's they really they really touch on some social issues that they just (laughs) don't do in mainstream comics, and I think that Malibu is on the cutting edge. Yeah, incredible, exactly. So that was Freaks. Uh, last up is 13 Coins, which is probably the most disappointing bargain bin I've ever pulled in my entire life. Because I, I thought, thought this, he had a horny one. I thought this was going to be a horny one for you guys. Uh, the cover is a man lying on the bed with a big old shit-eating grin with his underwear pulled around his ankles that say, Vote Graham. And in front of him is a woman. In th- well, uh, presumably, I, it is a woman. Uh, standing in front of him is a woman's butt in a thong and you you know the whole your legs spread you see the whole thing she's got thigh high leather stuff and a whip and i was like this is gonna be horny i got it and i pulled it and motherfucker it's not horny at all i'm wondering why would they have that cover like was that an actual political statement is there a politician named graham that they were trying to make a statement about hopefully they weren't endorsing him (laughs) (laughs) yeah so, like, the first uh, couple pages of this is just, like, decapitations and shit. I didn't know what's going on. They're setting up the it, lore. This is a number one. It varies between, like, 
horrific art and art that you think might be okay but then it goes right back to horrific yeah like it just looks i don't know a lot of it's i don't know how do you make this it's like rendered in like some sort of like 3d engine or something i don't know how it works it just it it looks very bizarre and kind of computer generated you know yeah it's super weird i don't quite understand it let me take a look it's definitely not oh i see what you mean now that i look at it holy shit is it no it's not rendered is it i don't know that's Hmm. what i'm wondering so it's it's definitely digital like it's not pencils right yeah for sure not um but i don't i don't know how that works but it just looks bizarre and like sometimes it looks good and most of the time it looks super wonky it just says art by simon beasley and colors by ryan brown so i'm assuming it's still done the old-fashioned way i don't know because if it was rendered it would need to be colored right Unless they're talking about, like, wrapping textures around it, but that gets a little bit fucking weird. I don't know, man. I see what you mean, though. The style is very odd. It almost is drawn like a rendered, kind of almost quasi-photorealistic. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of... There, that is a style in comic books. I, I, I don't pull a lot of books like that because I don't really care for the style, but they do do it sometimes. Yeah. And it's very weird and Uncanny Valley-ish. Yeah, yeah. And it's also especially weird in a book like this where the art isn't necessarily that good, so the it's, people's faces look off most of the time. It's also super inconsistent. Like yeah. The main character's face changes all the time. Like at one yeah. in one panel he'll have sideburns and another he'll have like a night like a like a late like a mid 2000s emo cut. Well, I think those are two different people actually. Oh. But <laughs> well, forgive me for like it's still pretty inconsistent so that I could see how you would make that mistake. Well, also like it wasn't well written at all for me to give a shit about the two characters. Yeah. That looked, to me, looked identical, and I thought they were the same people. Yeah. So I don't even know how to explain the plot of this. I don't think we really have to. There's no, like 13 it, coins, and they have powers. We'll just explain the fact that whatever. I thought it was going to be a horny book, and it was the opposite of a horny book. Yeah. So I don't know. It did have its moments, or its moment, I guess. It's, there was... it's fun. It's fun. Definitely racist moment, right? Uh, well, With yeah. With the basketball that, scene. That one I wasn't even going to talk about, but yeah, there's a basketball scene with some troubling art to say the least yes, and it's, yes. it and it involves a white man dunking on a bunch of black dudes who thought that they could beat him or something and they specifically them calling him whitey yeah and stuff like that and he's like i'm gonna dunk on y'all and he was like wow he's actually pretty good yeah it's, it's like, a little Ugh. bit uh self-inserty and a little yeah, bit uncomfortable yeah um but no i was actually talking about uh the woman and her brother <laughs> He like uh, martyrs himself. They're oh, like I a, love that scene. They're in like a chase scene yeah. or something, and he's like dying. That's the best part about this book. Yeah, they're they're riding away on uh, her motorcycle, but he got shot through the chest like three times, and is somehow still talking to her. Yeah, and, and he's like, "No, it's too late. I love you, sis." And he like just jumps off the back of the motorcycle. He fucking swan through dives. Yeah. the windshield of the car <laughs> behind him. And blows up the car. And she rides away on her fucking sick hog crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, that was a good scene. Yeah, pretty good. All around, all around terrible comic. Yes, um, agreed. Yeah, I don't even remember what the big reveal was at the end. Was there one? No, there wasn't. Okay, I didn't think this so. This is a number one, and it just read like a piece of trash <laughs> cereal. It was horrible. Oh, I do want to talk about the Mike Tyson John Coffee. 
Uh, the guy with the, oh, with yeah. the weird head tats that sucks the death out of people. Yeah, she's dying and he sucks the death out of her and he like vomits it up, it yep. looks like. And that's that's it. Uh, still don't know what the fuck this cover's about. Uh, yeah. Most misleading cover. Who is Graham? Who's Graham? Why are we voting for him? And who's this lady? And who's he banging? We need to know. Well, I mean, realistically, she's banging him. Yeah. She's whipping that boy. True. Is it, a, is it his underwear or is it a flag? It doesn't matter. It's a, I think it's the American flag or a, no it's a voting banner it's, it's a, a voting yeah, I was gonna banner say, it's definitely not the american flag yeah all right well that's, then, a, that's all we got oh um, hey you know what for i just realized we never talked about what beer we filled up it's true i continued to drink the delta beer lab porter we had a disagreement for the first time Yet in again, craft no, comics second history time. what last time too i drank the wine stefan and you drank the uh um the other one the wine stefan didn't it or not the wine stefan i eyeing her last week yeah i thought i i thought no, i drank the same you one. drank the the doinks you drank the doinks did i jerry doubled up on those doinks and danny mac drank the wine the wow okay so for the second yeah. time in craft comics history yeah. we have a disagreement yeah uh i went for the zombie dust yeah just because i felt like i don't know i like hops right now it's summertime and I just you felt like 2015 dan McHugh. 4.75 like. beer bottles out of five <laughs> amazing incredible um so yeah that's pretty much the end of this show this week but before we go we're gonna talk about what books we're gonna pull next week and i just saw the potential titles that i I wrote down oh we didn't talk about the facts of life at the end of freaks the bad guy shows up and says he's gonna teach you all about the facts of life oh yeah that's right it was pretty funny yeah it was pretty funny uh and then the other one i have is tangy smells i don't remember what that was from i feel like that's also from freaks i think so too oh no we didn't talk about tangy smells i'll see if i can find it while you uh read the pull list oh oh yeah it's definitely like the first page of freaks okay they're tangy smells it's in that it's in one of the little dialogues okay anyway oh yep yep the scent (laughs) of these unwitting ultra humans these freaks laced with their tangy smells (laughs) of fear and despair <laughs> laced, <What>? laced <laughs> with their tangy smells. Who describes? <laughs> I didn't realize they were describing people like that. That's pretty fucking bizarre. Laced. <laughs> okay, we gotta dial this back in. I just saw tangy smells, and I was like, we needed to talk. When's the last time you described a person as having a tangy smell? Oh God, I won't even say it because uh, on the off because chance it was last week, on the off chance that they're listening to me, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Um, so, fuck. How do we recover from the tangy smells? I'm just gonna move on, baby. Move on. We got the age. Okay, we got next week's pull list. So these are all the books that we're gonna pull next week, and then Dan and I will talk about what ones we're the most excited for. It is an average week. Eight books. We have Age of X-Men Extremist number four, Fantastic Four number 10, Immortal Hulk number 18, Magnus- Magnificent Miss Marvel number three, Doomsday Clock number 10, which we're probably not going to talk about because we're going to read them all at once. Yep, and we have not read any yet, or at least I haven't. Heroes in Crisis number nine, Superman Leviathan Rising Special, and Ascender number two. Dan, what are you the most excited about of books coming out next week? Heroes in Crisis, faux show. It's the final it's issue. It's the final oh issue, God, and I'm I so love excited. this book, and it's the last good thing that Tom King might ever make. No, 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 no. We no, talked about it. It's going to be fine. We didn't talk about the news that Tom King is leaving. Yeah. yeah, he's leaving Batman early. We were just talking about this last week. We are prophets. We are prophets. We were just talking about how we were 
Yeah, we I was were questioning. Suspect, yes, suspecting that he was running low on creative juices for Batman because it's been complete shit for so long. And his best his best work is like nine to twelve issue miniseries. Yeah, and uh, to do a hundred long. So that's 12 issues that are span monthly, typically. Yeah. Uh, and to span uh, 100 issues of a bi-weekly book, I just don't necessarily know if he's... And, like, this isn't this isn't like an indictment, right, on, on Tom King Yeah, at some all, people like, do better with... I don't know. Like, I It's hard. Can you imagine? Stuff? Can yeah. you imagine doing two years worth of comics every two weeks? No. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't even blame him for pumping out some stuff that, like, is subpar. Like, yeah. to be completely honest with you, like, I wouldn't have done... I Obviously, I couldn't do any better. And, like, I feel like most good writers couldn't. Like, yeah. that's an impossible ask, if yeah. you ask me, to keep up. So, I think what I heard is that he's going to go through, uh, like, the end of 2019 is what I heard. Okay. Because he's going you said to 85, 85 right? issues. How many in is he, do you Or think? 71. Okay. Does the math check out? We're not going to do it. No, it should. Yeah, that's about yeah? right. That's okay, about cool. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's great. I think it's good that he's leaving early because I don't like the comics. And also I think he can move on to bigger and better things. More heroes in crisis-y kind right. of things. Exactly. And hopefully what happens is instead of pumping us with a filler, um, he just gives us the ideas that he's really inspired about for the last the, for the last issues. You know, well, he wraps up this arc. No, I think this is going to go through to, like, to eighty. No way, this goes to eighty-five. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I, I read. Something that's like he's he's still totally determined to make like the Bane. Like they called it like City of Bane or something. Like yeah, yeah. So that's that's where this is ultimately the hundred issues has been leading up to kind of yeah. thing. So like, but I mean, he was going to try to stretch that out to a hundred, right? Maybe. Well, he was going or maybe to he was going to move theor- on to something else. Well, theoretically, he thought he was supposed to try to stretch it out. I'm just saying I hope I'm optimistic that maybe we get instead of the fluff and the filler, yeah. the dream sequence episodes, we just get the just stuff get that to the good really stuff. inspired him that he built this entire run off of and it's going to be good. I I hope. You know what I mean? Yeah, here's hoping. I don't have faith in it at all. But he doesn't have faith that they the faith but yeah, I was actually gonna see if like maybe we could check it out Detective Comics instead and see if that's any better for Batman. I well, Detective know. Comics has a new uh, annual coming out next week. Maybe we'll pull that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So maybe add that to our list. Nine bucks. We can see. It's a thick boy now. Nine bucks. Nine bucks. Oh. Also, annuals are probably like five ninety nine. Okay. They're, they're usually more expensive, but they're usually pretty thick. Yeah. And annuals. You've never read an annual, have you? I don't think so. So they come out every year. Um, Catwoman has an annual out next week. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Um, Detective Comics, and they're usually like three stories that are um, different. They're, they're, they're meant to showcase new and upcoming talent. Okay. They're, they're cool. I like, I actually like annuals quite a bit. They're hmm. fun because you get to, you, you get exposed to these kind of like little one shot kind of distilling down yeah. the, distilling down the characters to their essence sort of yeah, stuff. I'm... It's, it's cool. They're, they're kind of fun. Every yeah, I could dig that. All right. Uh, so you are excited for Heroes in Crisis. You excited for anything else? Uh, yeah, excited. I'm. I'm excited for uh, yeah, Mortal Hulk for show and Magnificent Miss Marvel. Actually, okay. what about you? Those are the ones I'm excited to. Um, I'm also excited for Age of X Men Extremists number four, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. 
Yeah. I'm just going to read everything that you didn't say. And then Ascender number two. Uh, I, I am excited for Fantastic Four, though, yeah, also. Yeah. Um, uh, you haven't read Ascender number one. No, but that was two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, you need to catch up on that. Yep, I'll get that done. That's a Jeff Lemire child. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, it's going to be so good. You're going to love it. So D Sender was his um, graphic oh, yeah. novel run that ran for a few years. I want to say like 20... 14 to 2017 it's very good and now ascender is the um the series to follow up from that and it's okay. fucking good it's so good cool exciting exciting stuff great times to be a comic book fan dan yep, yep. i think um i think we're truly blessed everyone's saying that <laughs> comic books the comic book industry is on its death knell but we're getting some really neat stories coming. do out people say that oh yeah oh okay but I think that these people have been saying that for like 30 yeah. years now. Like ever since like the big bubble burst in the 90s, right? Ever since they like turned like the age of 20 and started becoming cynical about everything. Sure, yeah. yeah. They they rounded the corner. What uh, the corner that we're about to round, yeah. right? From 29 into 30 where you just start hating stuff because your bones <laughs> are aching. You just want to see some old man Cyclops complaining about his achy prostate man i think there's some good shit out right now I don't yeah know what people some... are complaining about well it's 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 a combination they like to they like to bring up sales oh yeah comic book which is legitimate comic book number sales uh physical copies are going down but, but they digital they, they never ever 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 take in mm. trade paperbacks uh graphic novels and digital sales into account so wow it's one of those things where it's like Sure, like we're in a weird time for comic books, but I don't think that they're ever going away. Yeah, because they're too fun. They're yeah. too enjoyable. So yeah, people like them. We love pulling them every week. There's some young kids that come into that comic book shop every every week and like dig through the bargain bins. Lord hope that they don't pull out some of the shit that I pull out <laughs> because that's that's gonna be like emotionally scarring. And then they like they you know what I mean? They want to pull Spider Man. They want to see yeah. Miles Morales. They want to see fucking and the kids love um Miss Marvel. Really? Every kid is like, they want Miss Marvel, they want Spider-Man, and they want um, Spider-Gwen, and they want Miles Morales. Nice. Which is fucking, it means the spider Good people taste. have it down Good on lock. Yeah. Excellent job. A tip, of, a tippity tip of my fedora to you, young kids. Yep. So, um, this has been another week. Oh, we're going to end this shit perfectly on the two-hour mark. Oh, another oh. week of Craft Comics. I have been Jarrett Moore. And I have been joining him as Danny Mack. The eternal, the unending, the insatiable. The undying. He's the, tried so many times. To kill him. The insatiable Dan McHugh. We are Craft Comics and we are signing off. Wishing you good luck, safe travels. And have a great day. And have a great fucking day. Stop. Stop it. How do I click the stop button? You got to click the stop button. Do I? No. No, you needed to sip into your cup and go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.